we're back quickly very quickly i just did one podcast now we're doing another one that's nuts man how do you do it oh it's just talking it's really it's a scam it's a fucking scam. I got some comedy dates coming up. JoeRogan.net forward slash tour is the best way to find out about them all. But May 12th is a big one, and it's in Dallas, Texas at the Verizon Wireless Theater. Uh, April 7th is another big one. That's at the Shays Performance Arts Center in Buffalo, New York. Uh, first show sold out. Second show is pretty close to sold out. And, uh, oh, yeah, this weekend. Also almost sold out. The Ka Theater at the MGM in Las Vegas, Nevada with uh, young Tony motherfucking Hinchcliffe and the hilarious and powerful Ian Edwards. That should be a grand old time. And that's this Friday, May 3rd. March 3rd, excuse me. Who am I? Where? What time is it? What's the day? I'm so fucking stupid. How do they let me talk? That's my new song. We're brought to you by Blue Apron, folks. Blue Apron is the number one fresh ingredient and recipe delivery service in the country. I've used them. I can attest to their excellence. It's a wonderful product. And what they do is they send you a cooler. Inside that cooler is all of the ingredients to cook delicious meals, all portioned out in the correct proportions with step-by-step instructions and photographs to lead you along the way to a delicious meal that you can cook in under 40 minutes if you're not dumb as shit if you are dumb it might take more but look that's no one's fault but you're it's not even your fault (laughs) don't listen to me but listen to me about this they have delicious yummy food and they achieve this by supporting a more sustainable food system setting the highest standards for ingredients and building a community of home chefs say what yes their mission is to make incredible home cooking accessible to everyone And right now, they can be delivered to 99% of the continental United States and 99.5% of food deserts. You get this package, you open it up, take everything out. It's fucking easy. I have done it. And, uh, you know, it's just, you just follow the steps, follow the instructions. They make it super simple. And they've also established partnerships with over 150 local farms, fisheries, and ranchers across the United States. And as a result, the seafood is sourced sustainably under standards developed in partnership with the Monterey Bay Aquarium Seafood Watch. The beef, chicken, and pork come from responsibly raised animals, and produce is sourced from farms that practice regenerative farming. You can't go wrong, and it's yummy. It's yummy, and it costs less than $10 per person for a delicious meal. They have yummy stuff like vegetable chili and baked sweet potatoes with crispy tortilla strips, spicy shrimp coconut curry with cabbage and rice. I could go on, but you get it. You can go to the website and check out all the wonderful and delicious meals that they have available for you to cook. And you can check out this week's menu and get your first three meals for free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com forward slash Rogan. You love how good it feels. It's uh, fun to do. If you've never cooked before, this is a great way to get started. If you've never thought about making a delicious meal in your own home, that seems like you got it in a restaurant. This is the way to do it. You can do it. Go to blueapron.com forward slash Rogan. Again, you get your first three meals for free with free shipping. Blue Apron dot com forward slash rogan we're also brought to you by lyft and if you're in between jobs and looking to make some extra money lyft is an awesome way to get that done it's easy it takes time that you would be unproductive and you could rack up some cash maybe you can think while you're riding maybe 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 you're driving and you're thinking about a plot of a movie or 
jokes that you're going to write. I know a lot of comedians who do it. It's uh, very interesting because you can turn it on whenever you want, start working, turn it off when you want. Yeah. There's other ride-sharing apps out there, wink, wink, but Lyft treats their drivers right. It's a flexible way to make extra money anytime from nearly anywhere, and all you need is a car. Lyft drivers can make up to 35 bucks an hour, and getting started is just a tap away. You can drive mornings, nights, weekends, whatever. Just flip into driver mode, start making cash, bitch. Plus, Lyft drivers can earn tips right through the app, and those add up fast. And you don't have to wait days or even weeks to get paid. You can cash out instantly once you've made $50 thanks to Express Pay. It all adds up. Driving with Lyft is super flexible, allows you to keep 100% of your tips, and it's always there when you need the extra cash. Sign up today at liftlyft.com forward slash Rogan. That's lyft.com forward slash Rogan. And right now, Lyft has a special offer for the listeners of this podcast you'll get a $500 new driver bonus after you complete 100 rides within 30 days. Go to lyft.com forward slash Rogan today so you can start making extra money and get your $500 new driver bonus. Limited time only. Restrictions apply. That's lyft.com forward slash Rogan. We're also brought to you by jackthreads.com. These days, shopping online for clothes is a no-brainer, ladies and gentlemen. It's easy to shop online, right? But why is it so hard to find quality stuff at a great price? Well, at jackthreads.com, you can. And here's the best part about it. Jackthreads.com lets you try shit on, and then if you like it, that's what you pay for. (gasps) What? Yeah. Super easy. And... They have all sorts of excellent name brands and their own line. Why, Young Jamie has worn their own line. Have you not, Young Jamie? Do you not wear Jack Threads? Are you wearing Jack Thread pants? He's wearing Jack Threads pants right now. Your thoughts? They're wonderful. Wonderful. Whether you need to refresh your t-shirt drawer or find a new pair of jeans, jackthreads.com has incredible deals on the best stuff for the season. Discover on-trend pieces, and find exclusive items you can't find anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Jack Threads, folks. Joe, just go to jackthreads.com and take advantage of their massive spring sale. You'll find everything you need to gear up for the season, from everyday essentials to trend-right staples and the perfect-fitting jeans for all year round. Oh, yeah. Is that real? Yes, it is. We did it. My guest today is a young man named Theo Vaughn. He is hilarious. He's a stand-up comedian. I hang out with him all the time at the comedy store. He's a good dude, and he's a funny motherfucker, and he's, he's silly as shit, and I had a great time with him today. I hope you enjoy my friend Theo Vaughn. Joe Rogan Podcast, check it out. The Joe Rogan Experience. Train by day, Joe Rogan Podcast by night.
So when it's time for leaving, I hope you'll understand that I was born a rambling man. I don't think we're live, are we? We are live? Oh. <laughs> Hey, that's it. Dio Vaughn, ladies and gentlemen. That's the album. That's the way to Brothers. kick it up. Oh, dude, I'm a big fan, man. Melissa, you heard that? Oh, I love that song. I used yeah. to listen to um, Midnight Rider. I used to, whenever I used to do radio, whenever I would do Kevin Bean, it was the last radio that I decided to do in LA. Like, I. I used to do a lot of radio, you know, a lot of morning radio. And the, the getting up hard in the morning is rough because then you try to take a nap and you always feel a little groggy during the first show yeah. you know, on weekends. So the last one I would do is uh, Kevin and Bean in L.A. And I'd smoke a joint, get up in the morning, smoke a joint, and, and f- always put on Midnight Rider. Always, for some reason. Because it was I've dark out still. Yeah. Ooh. I wish we could play it. We can't play it, though, right? And I got one. What no, happens? On YouTube, I can play it for us, though. See Just be dead air, kind of. Oh. You guys can sing along and talk um, about it. Okay. <laughs> Let's do that. So the, YouTube will pull us off, yeah. but regular radio won't. But Jamie has the ability to go live on, like on regular podcast type yeah. shit. That's anarchy, bro. Yeah. I like some light anarchy. Yeah. If you haven't heard this, God. Is this a live version? Oh. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it? Oh, it's totally different. No, it's good. good. I got one more silver dollar. But I'm not gonna catch me, no. I'm not gonna catch the midnight rider. Plus, he fucked Cher. Did he? Yeah, he used to fuck Cher. Uh, Back when Cher like was Cher. All the clothes I'm wearing in the road. Theo Vaughn, ladies and gentlemen. I knew you would appreciate that kind of music, Theo Vaughn. You got taste. You got soul, kid. You got something going on. I wish I was blind. Sometimes you ever think that? <laughs> but that the music's so good? Because if you're blind, I bet it's just even better in there, you know? I would say yes, but have you ever seen Leonard Skinner play? Um, they played Freebird, and you got to see... What's the guitarist's name again, Leonard Skinner? He's such a bad motherfucker. I should know his name. I don't know hardly anybody's name in Leonard Skinner, but I love Leonard Skinner. Yeah. <laughs> but um, there's a, a video of them in like some crazy huge show, just gigantic audience. And this dude is, he's playing the guitar, like performance art, man. And that, that you know that, that one long solo in Freebird, mm-hmm. which to me, I maintain, is like the greatest solo in the history of music. I mean, this is up there. Every... Results may vary. Everybody yeah. has their own opinion. But you can start sex and finish sex before that thing's over. I don't know. It depends on how you rock it. I don't rock it well, man. I'm good at getting there, <laughs> but I'm bad at sex, man. Yeah, he, there he is, like in this in this fucking gigantic audience full of people. And this is Leonard Skinner. The crazy thing is, Leonard Skinner came out of Florida before people figured out Florida sucks. See, because when I was a kid, Florida was cool. And if you're listening to this, you know what the fuck I'm talking about. Florida if you lived in state? Florida, yeah, Florida State. If you listen to this, you know what I'm saying, folks. I used to live there. I lived in Gainesville. Wow. I used to live there for a while. 
But Florida back then, nobody had figured out that Florida sucks. It was yeah. like, Florida's the place to go to get away from this fucking winter. And oh, they'd all yeah. go down there and they'd all move. And then we realized, like, it's all the dregs, all the oh. weirdos. Yeah, I remember heads. seeing if, I, if somebody had a T-shirt, because I grew up in Louisiana, if somebody had a T-shirt that said Florida on it, dude, that was, I mean, they were somebody. You know? Wow, they made it. Yeah, they like they made Florida. It. Yeah, they're like, really? dang, Florida. Yeah, Florida. So, so Louisiana looked up to Florida. Oh, definitely, dude. Because Florida had that coastland. They had pictures of sunshine on their shirt. That's right, sunshine. Yeah, yeah. they have that sun or people sitting out like an umbrella. You know? Florida. And when you were a kid, they weren't infested with alligators yet either. I don't think so. I mean, we didn't, you didn't worry about it as much then. You know, if you lost somebody to an animal or something back then, I feel like it wasn't as big of a deal as it is now. Really. Yeah, in the eighties and nineties, if you lost somebody to an animal or an animal bite, it was more, you know, part of God's plan. I think. Whereas now, it's like just something crazy that happened at Disney World. You know, it was like the biggest thing ever. Yeah, that little kid—that's pretty fucked up. Yeah, it is. There I mean, was a goddamn monster living at Disney World. <laughs> this is how tolerant people get. They get so silly. They're like, "Well, he's here before us." This is, he's probably a 17-year-old alligator. This is where he lives. This is his peaceful environment. And he, meanwhile, he ate a baby. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And you got to be a nasty alligator if you're sitting there. And you could, there's probably been other choices came by. You know, there was probably a couple of, you know, young lovers that were out there by the water earlier and you waited, you know. You might not get a young lover, though. A young lover might fight back. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and there's two of them. That's true. I don't know, though. They worry, oh, though. They're baby. pretty invulnerable. You know, if you cut off an alligator's arm, it just grows back. That's gangster. That's as gangster as it gets. For Go the... ahead. Chop it off, bitch. I'll see you in a month with a new one. Dude, that's the, that's the Tupac <laughs> of the animal kingdom. Really? When you think about it? <laughs> Two fingers full of bullet holes headed to the ambulance, <laughs> and he's throwing up his fingers. Yeah. Dude, how gangster alligators are. Their arms are so short, and they're just so capable, man. I'm sure you've seen the video of that new one that they found in Florida that is on a golf course, and it's like 15 feet long. It's one of the biggest gators I've ever mm -hmm. filmed. And these people are on the golf course, and they're looking up at this gator. Mm -hmm. See if you can find it, Jamie. We can't show it on YouTube. You have to find it on YouTube because got, that got be pulled off Facebook. There's something that happens when you have uh, these animal videos in particular, when they go on Facebook, like people own those videos. Hmm. So when they go to uh, look for, uh, they have like an algorithm they can find it, and if it's on your page, they'll pull your whole page down. Dang. Yeah, they own this. But so this, somebody filmed, there's a couple different angles of it, a bunch of people filmed it because it was so crazy. So these people are all playing golf, and they're in the foreground, so you can see them. Like, there it is. Look at that fucking oh my thing. Yay. Yeah. But look at the guy. And that's a real animal, huh? Yeah. And oh, watch, wow. You realize how big it is when you see a guy. Now watch how this guy walks in the foreground. And the guy when the guy it steps out. It looks Turkish out, a little, doesn't it? It looks fake. It looks fake. It looks fucking gigantic. Now now you see how big it is. Now you understand how big it is because you see this guy. Like, are you, are you kidding me? And they estimated it somewhere around 15 feet. And did they catch it? I don't think so, man. They found it again. They found it again in a pond. See if you can find it. Um, they they re rediscovered this uh, alligator in a pond. I think that was the um, I hope the title of the video. Maybe they're making a comeback, dude. I hope something comes and attacks at some animal, dude. I'm ready for it. <laughs> Everybody to fight something. Don't fight alligators, man. You don't want to fight them. Well. I'll, I'll get out there and do something, man. There's this dude that I have a uh, I've had on my podcast before, but he's uh, his name is Jim Shockey. He's a very famous hunter from Canada, and they uh, hired him to go to uh, a certain river in Africa. I think it was the Congo, but I'm not sure. It might have been the Nile. Anyway, he had to go. He went down there to uh, kill some crocodiles that were eating people. Mm. It is one of the craziest videos, man. You go there, and the, these these villagers like 
everyone's got a stump. Right. Everyone's missing an arm or a hand or an they attack. got a chunk bitten out of their chest. It's crazy when you wow. look at these poor people. Oh. And they're all just living in fear. And while he was down there, a woman got taken. Oh. Yeah, they were upriver looking for these killer crocodiles to try to shoot them. And uh, one of the women was washing clothes and she just got yanked right out of the water. God. That'd be the yeah. worst, too. What was really scary, man, was seeing to the reaction. Do laundry. Oh, yeah, right? Just you trying to wash attacked. underwear. Seeing the reaction of the people that were wailing, just wailing, crying, you know? Because it wasn't just like they lost someone. It's like, God, they lost another person. It's like that woman's gone now forever. She was consumed, consumed by a monster. Like, that, that is their actual existence. Damn. Sitting by a river that they need its water for life. And the water is infested by monsters who are act- actively targeting them for food. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, that's gotta, crazy. That'd be like if somebody, like there was a killer in Walmart and they just didn't know who or where it was. Constantly. You know? Like w- lions would jump out while you were eating at Walmart. Yeah. Or were you buying food? <laughs> Baffling. Yeah. Yeah, we got it pretty easy, man. Fuck, you know? So, those people must be so interesting. Like people that live under that kind of pressure, like their view of life. If we can understand their language, I bet they have like a... You know, like, you listen to, like, read, like, ancient uh, works of literature, or ancient poetry, stuff like that, uh-huh. and you think about it, like, these are people that are, were going through war, like the ancient Greeks and the ancient Romans. Yeah. Like, you would read their words, you go, well, this is fascinating, even though it's being translated. This is the words of someone who's gone through, like, sword war. Yeah. Back when they would fight with arrows and shit, and swords and catapults, and the intensity of life back then, when death was just around every corner, it was everywhere. Yeah. It must be so, so intense to talk to someone like that. You should fly in a pygmy or something. You thought about that? No, but I have um, had my friend uh, uh, Justin Wren, who has been um, with the pygmies in the Congos for like many, many years. He goes and builds wells for them. Wow. Stays over there for months at a time. He's had malaria three times. He's going to come out again soon. He just texted me. I got to text him. We're going to find a date. I used to be in the wishing. I used to be in the well business a little bit. Not uh, wishing wells mostly, though, not water wells. But this I worked for made, this. This was made by uh, a pygmy in the Congo out of a nail. It's a little knife that uh, Justin brought me. Oh, wow. Yeah, they, they take these nails, and there's one over there, too. See that nail right there on the desk? That's what it looks like. They hammer these nails out, and they turn them into knives. See, it starts out a nail that they find. Oh, wow. And they, they pound it down and sharpen it and uh, turn it into a knife. Yeah, dude, if history came back, if history struck back, dude, we would, I, I wouldn't make it. I wouldn't make, would it, make it long. It. I wouldn't make fun. it long. Ah, you'd be fine. I don't, I'm not prepared. For a ball, you would be, though. People are adaptable. You're a smart dude, Theo Vaughn. I would lead. I would think a little bit. I would adapt. I'd lay low in the beginning. Yeah. You know, like somebody does. Pick battles. Yeah. Pick my battles, dude. You'd have to kill somebody immediately. You'd have to find the first person in your group, the weakest person, and kill them in front of everybody else. Yeah. (laughs) Like, you can't just stand there. You'd be like, yeah. Yeah. Duh. You You gotta kill some dude. Well, think about that, man. You can't stand there and just be in a conversation. You know, everybody's chatting, group huddling. Everybody's like... You got to mm. take somebody out right then because that's going to show your, your dominance. A hundred percent. I mean, it's gonna, at least going to show like this dude is going to do something. I, I see what you're saying, but I think if you think ahead, you would think, well, no, then they're, they're going to think that he's arbitrarily going to always kill the weakest person. Eventually, it's going to get to no one mm. because there's going to be the next weakest person. That guy's dead now. And the next week, like who's to decide whether or not you're weak or you're not weak? If you were going to do that, the person would have to be either a p- terrible person who is victimizing other people, right? 
or they would uh, have to have attacked first. It would have to be, so, or they would have to have been such a piece of shit that people were rooting for you. Like somebody that was real yeah. chatty, and you just axed them. <laughs> Dude, there's no way I'm sur- trying to survive like a, in, like a, you know, the second coming of, of the universe, and some dude's chatty in my group, bro. Oh, that's not yeah. gonna happen. Especially if like he fucks up some hunting parties, you're out there like, sneaking up on a pig, <laughs> and he's like, "Oh my god, it's so hot out." You fuck. <laughs> and the pig runs away, and everybody's hungry. Yeah, Chatty would be the first, man. I think about that kind of stuff. Like if a plane crashed, I already know I'm planned ahead, dude. I'd eat a Vietnamese guy. Why? Um, Because that's easy. It's a starter move. If you attack somebody bigger, (laughs) if you eat somebody bigger in front of other people, it's going to alarm people. But you... You got to eat a small person, so stature is important. I think if you gum down a Viet, people aren't going to be that upset at you. Well, the, the you know? Vietnamese people are going to be super upset. What are you talking about? No, Somebody's okay. dad. Yeah, they're sacrifice. They're more <laughs> understanding of things, dude. Is this a character you're playing? No. <laughs> but if you eat a black dude, you eat a black lady and her family's there, they're going to be pissed. So you think a Vietnamese person will let you slide? I think that they'd be much more forgiving over a couple of day period. I think, uh, like their relatives. You don't think so? Honestly, one thing. No, I don't think so. I definitely think they'd be super pissed at you, especially modernized ones. But what is interesting is like Vietnam is one of the few places where, um, Americans can go back to Vietnam and they don't seem to hold any grudge at all. Exhibit a, (laughs) exhibit a man, honestly, (laughs) It, well, Asian people in general are are just much more forgiving and understanding. It seems like I feel yeah. like I think. I mean, I don't have much. I think I think that's a giant generalization. It probably is. You know, I mean, I did a fast for like four days, and then I was at the Best Buy, and um, and I remember this Vietnamese guy was trying to help me out, and I couldn't even hear him. I was so hungry, <laughs> and I, I couldn't. You did a fast for four days. Oh, dude, yeah. What, what were you I, trying to prove? I don't know, man. I was probably just dealing with some stuff, and I was just trying to find a different way to handle it, you know? Right. Um, and then I remember this Vietnamese guy, and I remember thinking, if everybody turned the other way for a second, I could eat this young fella. You know, Ben. <laughs> his name was Ben, actually, <laughs> over there in Westwood. Um, but I, and I'd never thought... Oh, my thought, God. It's so ridiculous. But, well, I mean, but here's the thing. I'd never thought that before. So you only thought you got to the verge of cannibalism after just four days. Yeah. Damn. How much weight did you lose? I probably lost about four pounds, but pounds I needed, too. You wow. Know? But I got clear, man. I could he- And I could hear, swear to God, y'all could hear somebody fold a piece of bread from 80 feet away, bro. <laughs> I was so hungry, dude. I could hear a fucking Skittle hit the cement across the street. I really could, man. Do you think that it heightened your senses because your, your hunger was so sharp? 100%. And I could wow. see how people felt. I could see how people felt. If somebody wasn't feeling well, I could see it, man. Whoa. Really? I swear. I just you. I think I became much more in tune, and it could have been the hunger that then like manifested itself into you, you know, wanting to find other ways into to to connect with people. So then maybe you know, limbically, you would think, oh, maybe they'll give me food or something. You know, if that makes mm. any sense. Yeah, it does a little bit. Um, well, also, I wonder if hmm, this is pure speculation, but I wonder if it's possible that animals. You know, they say animals have like intense acute senses of smell and we know that their vision is fucking spectacular right like a cat cats have spectacular like i think that they said a wild sheep has a vision that's 10 times better than a human beings Mm. like yeah they have like 10x binoculars like Mm. that's how a wild sheep is looking at you all the time damn turkeys think too i think turkeys might be even stronger with turkeys turkeys might even be 20 power like like double like a powerful set of binoculars 
Huh. You wouldn't yeah. expect it looking at them, you know? But what I was going to say is I wonder if they see sh- sh- things that we don't detect. Like, I wonder if they could see, like, an actual aura. Or, like, it, maybe, like, you don't just smell different when you're scared. Because they say you smell different. Mm. They can smell fear and adrenaline. Okay. I wonder if they can see things, too. Yeah, like, if they could see your feelings, kind of. Yeah. Like, dang, that guy over there is depressed you know like the guy right. yeah i could I, I, that's interesting well it's interesting then because animals are like you know supposed to be like for some people they're very comforting maybe that's one of the reasons why if they have a better sense of sight they can then like transcend just Whoa. our visual capability look at this shit what is that jamie just pulled this up some animals are capable of magneto reception boom an added sense that helps them detect magnetic fields. European scientists have now learned that the molecule responsible for this trait is also found in the eyes of dogs and some primates, which suggest they too might be capable of seeing magnetic fields. Holy fucking shit. I knew it, dude. Holy shit. I knew dogs it. and primates may be able to see magnetic fields. Now, this is February 23rd, 2016. So this is a year ago. So this is all fairly new stuff, which is funny, though. A year ago, you're like, God, it's so long ago, dude. Yeah. There's new shit now. That's a year. Mm, That's could, amazing. So they might be able to, like, you know, you know you've heard it, auras. Did you, do you ever, do you believe in auras? What's your feeling on someone who said they could see your aura? Well, I mean, I remember one time this lady thought I was, I was at a VFW, right? And I was waiting to get a ride home. And this lady said, she asked me if I was like an angel or something. And I was like, no. And she said, you seem like an angel. She wants some dick. She might have wanted some dick she also. some sweet angel dick. Yeah, and she was kind of busted as well. So I don't know. That's kind <laughs> of a bad example. But might have I- worked. You might have, well, thank you, ma'am. I was waiting for someone to come and say that to me. And if they did, I knew I'd be with them. Because that's how it's meant to be. That's true. It could have been. come over here, angel. Swing that sweet dick. Right over here, angel. Swing low. She the sweet like dick. Cheap beer. Feet. She was going through a tough time. That's all I vaguely remember about her. Mm. But she wasn't very physical. She wasn't doing physical fitness. No. Uh, Do you think that people like when you hear someone like can can see auras? What is your automatic assumption? Bullshit or hmm? Well, I think some people can can definitely are closer to getting a, a feeling if they're if they're pretty clear themselves and they're coming from like a neutral, pretty neutral state where they're not overwhelmed in their head and that sort of thing. Right. Then yeah, they might be able to pick up energies pretty much better. I think. Hmm. You know, like have you ever had somebody come up to you and be like, "You have just like one of those kind of a little bit hippieish lady." Usually, it's, this is usually it happens to me. It's a hippieish woman. And she'll be like, you just have the best energy, you know? Yeah, but You're- I always think they they have ulterior motives. Yeah. She was trying to get some dick. Theo Vaughn's another one. I don't know. Hippie ladies. If I was a hippie lady, you're the kind of guy I'd go for. Really? Fuck yeah. An eight, bro. Yeah. I'm an eight. Yeah, but you look like you'd be fun for a hippie lady. Perfect. Mm. Hippie lady who still has good feet even though she wears sandals all the time. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> no TV. <laughs> Frickin' a room full of dream catchers. I'm out, dude. You can't. It's a room full of dream catchers. I'm out, dude. This is where my dreams sleep. I'm out, bro. Well, when I get up in the morning, I say my praise, my praise to the universe, and then I check the dream catcher for ideas. <laughs> hmm, what have we caught today? What's my first thought of the day? Just emptying out my dream catcher. She's shaking them into a net. Yeah, <laughs> and that's when I knew that I was going to teach aqua yoga. <laughs> It's my new style of yoga that I've created. Uh, we're, we're out here in a kitty swimming pool. Chicks teaching aqua yoga. Dude, that's L.A., man. Dude, I got involved in uh, orgasmic meditation. You ever done that? Holla. Wish I had. 
Have you had somebody in about it? No. Orgasmic meditation? Like you meditate as you're coming? Mm-mm. Or you meditate until you come? Uh, well, you, I don't get... Uh, the man doesn't release any semen. The women, uh, mm. they find pleasure in it. Um, Interesting. But yeah, I mean, there's a lot of stuff like that out here in, in Los Angeles. You know, you can get caught up. I remember this story about this dude who was in jail, and he had managed to seduce one of the female guards. It was a female guard. And just was around her enough, and eventually she like let him out or something like that. Something happened, but this dude could lie in his bed, and through the power of his mind, he'd make his dick fully hard without touching it, and then he could come on himself mm. without moving. That's the dark arts. Sounds like <laughs> you know what I'm saying. I don't trust somebody that comes without touching themselves. It seems a little extreme. I can understand that it could be possible to do that because I've had wet dreams. So if I've had wet dreams, wet dream is all like you. your mind thinks you're actually having sex, and then you ejaculate, and then you wake up, and you go, what a fucking idiot I am. I can't yeah. believe I came all over myself. <laughs> like that's, that's the reality of a wet dream, right? So that's all possible through the mind. So if that's possible through the mind, why isn't it possible for someone who's a, a really dedicated practitioner of meditation to just concentrate entirely on recreating the sensation of pleasurable intercourse to the point where they skeet all over themselves. <laughs> David, still, that sounds excessive, skeet. though. <laughs> While you're staring in the eyes of the guard, the prison guard. Oh, now that's awesome. If you can look him in the eyes and do yeah. it. And she's looking at you like, let's just move to Mexico, baby. Oh, that's wizard work, man. That that sounds cool. In Louis Thoreau's documentary where he's at the prison, they talk about like trying to to come while they're staring at the prison guard in the eyes. And it's like, that's that's sexual like abuse or something like that. You know Mm. what I'm talking about? Did you see that? Yeah, that's right. Right. Yeah. They try to do it. They try to like wait for them to pass by. They tried to ejaculate on them too, didn't they? I think think so. Well, that was in Silence of the Lambs. Remember? Yeah. Yeah. I actually saw, I ran into that guy the other day, Anthony Hopkins. Dude, remember uh, the First, guy next to Anthony Hopkins, Miggs? Yeah. He uh, came came on his hand and threw it in Jodie Foster's face. Yeah. What yeah. happened to him? That was his one moment. Damn. That was his big moment. It's a big <laughs> moment, though, dude. Dude, come humming in a movie? <sighs> yeah. That's a freaking old, that's old-fashioned, dude. Our big thing used to be to jerk off out the bus window when I was growing up. But it's a weird thing to want to come on somebody, like, like... Like, as they're coming, here they come, here they come, here they come, I gotcha! See, yeah. right there, he throws it at her. A fwink. Yeah, it seems old-fashioned to me, kind of. It seems like an old-fashioned game, you know? It's a barbaric game. But it makes sense that prisoners would do that. But how crazy is that? Like, he got his cum on her face, and she's probably haunted by that forever. I mean, obviously, it's not a real person. It didn't really happen. It probably was just, like, frosting. If you were in a prison or some sort of, of a deal like that, do you think you'd advance into homosexuality or not? Um, honestly, honestly, I think a lot of people do. I think you'd have to really consider if you're going to be locked in there for the rest of your life, whether or not you were cool with fucking dudes or no pleasure. And now what if you had like one appeal, but it was like 25, like an appeal trial and it was 25 <laughs> years later. Like that's kind of the risk, you know, like how many years? <laughs> well, some dudes would get they they rationalize it like. In, like, gangbanger communities, they call it gay for the stay. Yeah. And they would go and they would just get gay as soon as they get in jail. And then they get out of jail, they try not to be gay. That was in that movie, American Me. And obviously, I have no idea how, how accurate that was. But <clears throat> that's been discussed before. But I think Edward James almost, when he did that movie, I think he kind of got in trouble with some gangbangers who were particularly upset about the way he portrayed oh, wow. like, prison life in there. And they were like, you know, they were upset at him. 
That'd be that alarming. Movie. That would be quite terrifying. I mean, alarming group to upset. The wrong group to upset. Because yeah. they have like drug-induced gays. I remember. Hello. By uh, okay. <laughs> Is that real? <laughs> yeah, man. Drug-induced? They can they can gay you with a drug? No, no, no. Like if you like, I remember they had like a. I mean, it was popular culture in the eighties and nineties where they had like behind the rest areas, a lot of men would meet up and um, you know, do drugs and find pleasure with each other back there. You know, yeah, rest areas, rest stops on highways. Yeah, rest stops off the yeah. interstate. Um, you know, usually like a cement building, couple of water fountains. Where is that? Oh, Man. dude, it was a party stop back in the day. I imagine that. Like the, you're, when you want to rest, like you're tired. Yeah. Fuck, it's a long drive. I'm just going to pull in here and take a nap. <laughs> we leave this window open. Some dude reaches in and grabs your dick. Like, hey. I'm just trying to sleep. I know, man. Come on, everybody comes here to fuck. No, this is their rest stop. We used to watch. We used to go see it because I lived across from this river, and the other side of the river was the back of the rest area. Oh no! A lot of them be back there partying. And could you smell it? No, you couldn't smell, smell it. It was far. Oh, damn, man! It's like a dog. Do you think a dog could smell it? You see, a dog would be like. Oh. I think a turkey could see oh. it. That's for damn sure. What fucking going on somewhere within this five mile radius? <laughs> For sure, if you can smell a skunk a block away, a dog can smell some butt fucking. No way. From your house to that rest stop, hundred percent guaranteed. Like if that rest stop was like a, 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 a fucking escapee from prison, and yeah. they gave him the the shirt, smell it, smell it, buddy, go get him. You think they'd smell that butt fucking? Yeah, they're doing over there. Maybe I, I wonder if we could get heightened senses in the future. Maybe that's one of the things that's coming next. You know, I would imagine we're gearing towards it. It feels like maybe naturally. Our senses might be getting duller. Yeah. Because I think we don't use them. We don't use them for danger. We don't use them to stalk prey. We don't use them to run from something. We just don't, we don't use them. So mm-hmm. I think they're getting weaker and weaker. We need our thumbs. Our thumbs need to move fast now. I bet we have the fastest thumbs of any fucking living being that's ever existed. I bet yeah. if you look back at people, like thumb dexterity now compared to today, I bet people can do... I bet if I did this to some some people in the 1800s, they would go, Are you a wizard, the sir? Wizard, yeah. Where did you learn to move your thumbs with such speed? Come and see the mind. If you th- showed somebody an iPhone back then and just texted a message on it, and you're like, here, just text, text your name on there. They'd be like... <laughs> <laughs> They would they they would be so slow and stupid, but you're flying through your phone. Like phones will get you your fingers will get quicker. Hearing will probably stay the same. No need for it to get any better. Hearing? Your body's gonna shrink. Shrivel away. Your yes. bones and muscles. We're gonna become like little aliens. You know, the aliens with the big heads and the little bodies. We'll be in carts. We'll be in some type of a cart soon. Yeah. This yeah, is like getting an, old fashioned. Like a Tesla. Like a we're, we'll we'll have individual Teslas that are like eggs. Yeah. that surround you and you can't even steer. And they just drive you to work, drive you where you want to go. You just talk to it and it takes you somewhere. <clears throat> but we, will, will we still have sex? We'll have to have some sort of a, of, a, of a union, but it'll probably be done in a lab. I don't think they'll do sex anymore, you know? That's going to happen one day. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. I think one day they'll make, the people will decide, look, we have sex for pleasure. And, you know, we'll, we'll still do that. Yeah. And we'll mate. And the mating will be done in a laboratory because it ensures 100% excellent DNA, healthy children. You can uh, factor out racism. <clears throat> you know, you could you could probably do things to your kid. Like I want my kid to be a seven foot tall, you know, pro lineman. I want him to grow up to be four hundred and forty pounds. Like, all right, there you go, done. And they fix it. Yeah, 
If that happens, man, people are not going to just take a chance with regular sex and have mm-hmm. a regular kid. So they're going to produce these super babies. So slowly but surely, it'll start out like cell phones were. Remember when Gordon Gecko was walking down the beach with that big-ass brick that nobody would be caught dead with today? It would be just like that. It'll start off with those stupid bricks that only rich people have. And then eventually that brick will be a fucking joke. And everybody, it's going to be easy to pay. Like It'll be just like everything else. Do you get your kid vaccinated? Yes. Did you pick what your kid's going to be? Yeah. Yeah, I made a fucking Amazon woman that can kill people with their legs. And some people would still be like, well, we went the old-fashioned way. You know, we were deciding not like, oh, to choose. No. We're going to leave it up oh. to the universe. What if your kid is born with some sort of an ailment? You'd be so heartbroken. I'd go big Asian, dude. I'd go four or five, Giant six Asian? huge Asian sons, nine feet tall. Nine yeah. feet tall. Loggers. Wow. The loggers, bro. That's more than a logger. How long do you think they would last, though? Like, how long do you live if you're nine feet tall? Not, not a whole long. Eight or nine years old, I bet. <laughs> But you know what I'm saying? How like, quick? you couldn't go long. <laughs> Who was the biggest guy? The biggest guy I knew growing up, this kid named Ricardo, he died at like 14 or 12. He died at 12. He had a heart attack. How big was he? Playing basketball, and he was probably about 6'5. Wow. He was huge. He at was, that age, he had a heart attack. Had a heart attack in the basketball game. Holy died. shit. Do you remember Len Bias? Remember that guy who was playing for the Celtics? He dropped dead in the middle of a game? Yeah, well, yeah, and he had some cocaine, didn't he? Do, 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 do. Wow. This is the tallest guy ever, Robert Wadlow. Mm. He was 8 feet 11 inches. So he's essentially 9 feet tall. Mm. I mean, he probably had a fucked up posture, too. Like His body looks like it was all erect with arthritis and shit. His joints must have been just completely fucked up. I bet he could choke a whole family out with his leg, though, at once. Oh, yeah. Well, you would be able to escape his triangle because his legs are so long, they wouldn't be able to squeeze down enough. He could decorate his legs for Christmas, I bet. It would like be trying to triangle a squirrel. Like, good luck trying to triangle a squirrel. That little motherfucker's going to escape. <laughs> He's got too much room in his legs. You'll uh, pop your head right out of there and take side control. But wouldn't you be scared, though? Like, I feel like some of these athletes, they got to be scared they're going to die a lot. Like, do you think that's a fear that kind of lives in their head because, mm. because they're so big and immense? Yes. Yeah, Larry Bird was actually talking about that recently. Because Larry Bird is, I think he's six foot nine. Wow. <clears throat> And his wife was real bummed out about him saying it because um, he was saying that no one over seven feet tall ever lives to be like 75 years old. They just don't live that long. Mm. You don't see those guys walking around at that age. And it's true. It's real sad. You we got to do something about that. I mean, we need life for the tall. How's well, that not a charity? You know what it is, man? It's just this weird fucking give and take to this universe. And if you have this massive advantage in size, your ride is quicker. Yeah, You know, it's almost like having a muscle car with a small gas tank. This is what you get. You want that 600 horsepower Shelby GT500? Well, you get this with it. You get a 10-gallon gas tank. So good luck. Yeah. You know? I had I a mean, Ford Escort back in the day, man. Bill you ever Russell's drive an Escort? Bill Russell's still alive? 83. Holy <clears throat> shit. <clears throat> That's amazing. Somebody yeah. send that to Larry Bird. But he's mm. black. Black yeah. people have better genetics. Do black they, don't though? crack. Um, no. No, they have j- just as many problems. I'm joking around. But black definitely doesn't crack. It's definitely yeah, it a better crack. skin for aging, for sure. It sugars a little, but it doesn't crack, you know? <laughs> but Larry Bird, someone get him that quickly. I think I think it's more likely today that uh, giant people like that will live longer because you know they're just so good with medicine and health and so much understanding about how to take care of yourself. Yeah. But I bet back in the day it was like a real problem. You know, the heart attack is a real issue, I guess. Just so much tra- travel the blood has to go through. Yeah. I mean, imagine, like, if you're seven feet tall, all the extra real estate your, oh, your yeah. heart has to pump through, you know? I never even thought about that. Yeah. I mean, in that sense, 
you got to think like you're you're on borrowed time once you're hitting your 60s. It's like like poof, anything can happen from here on out, man. You got a a heart like a regular heart, yeah, but you got a giant body, yeah. Like you got a crazy body. Their heart's got to be bigger than a normal person's. They're big. Everything's bigger. Their feet are bigger. Hands are bigger. I would assume their head's bigger. Their heart's got to be bigger too, right? I would guess, man. I got the heart of a lesbian. That's what they told me when I was young. And I got a small rib cage, too. Don't they say your heart is the same size as your fist, or is that bullshit? Is that real? That's what they tell you when you're a kid. I don't know if it's real, though. Brock Lesnar must have a giant-ass fucking heart. Is he a big fist? Giant, dude. Huge. Ridiculous. Lunchboxes. Big old lunchboxes. Is it scary when you meet him? Oh, he's just, he's just so big. It doesn't even—you don't even feel like you're the same thing. Like, wow. how are you and I both people? Right. How the fuck is that possible? It's like you ever see like a poodle meet like a Great Dane, and the Great Dane is like, "What the fuck is this?" Yeah. And the poodle's like, "What the fuck is that?" <laughs> yeah. Those are the same things. It's hard to believe, you know. That's wild, man. The really uh, freaky UFO people—they believe that that's proof positive that human beings were genetically engineered the same way dogs were. Because you know, nobody knows where dogs came from. We know that dogs came from wolves because they do genetic tests on these dogs and they realize that all dogs started off as a wolf. All of them. And this is like really recently they realized this. All I dogs think. did? Yeah, all dogs. Even I believe that. Even a chihuahua. Even a chihuahua. Mm, I don't used... believe that part. <laughs> I don't. I, I wouldn't either. Except for these scientist dudes who've already done the DNA work. You've got to respect what they came up with, I guess. But what they thought was, at one point in time, they thought it was a bunch of wild canids. Like, all of them were like, they thought, like, some dogs were uh, from this wild dog from Africa, and some dogs maybe came from wolves, like a husky that looks like a wolf. Right. Nope. Once they did the DNA, they realized, oh, my God, they're all wolves. It's all wolf. Well, Everything's that, a wolf. Then what happened then? How did some of them get? That, we don't know. We really don't know. Like how you get a beach on, you know? It's a good question. They know that they can do some things. There was a great um, article, not article, excuse me, episode of um, uh, Radio Lab, which is an amazing podcast. Yeah, great podcast. It's really good, man. And they had a really good one on foxes. It was part of the episode, but it was about um, engineering animals and about engineering evolution and how long you could change genes, how long it would take. And they took these foxes. They took them from wild foxes, like completely wild. Yeah. Where, you know, they were just a, an, a regular fox. And by se- selectively breeding them, just selectively breeding them, they had them down to this floppy-eared, weird, docile, like, pet fox thing mm. in just a few generations. Like, n- just a few years. They just did these experiments for a few years and then eventually got these animals down to they were like almost unrecognizable from a fox. Their jaws were smaller. Their ears were floppy. They became like a different thing. Is that going to – why to make them domesticate enough or to create a market? I think they were doing that maybe, but they were definitely also writing it down as experiments. They were trying to figure out how long it would take. I don't totally remember the premise for the experiment, like why they decided to do it, but I remember the results. And the results were they would take any, any of the these foxes that showed any aggression towards people any of them that weren't like instantly submissive yeah they would shoot them wow. and kill them and then the, the ones that were submissive they they lived so the ones that lived were the ones that were the most timid and the most submissive and they started getting these floppy ears like their ears instead of sticking straight up they started flopping mm. and their jaws got smaller like their, their whole thing changed i think they changed color too it's like, like what's happening like, it's well, like what's happening in america kind of a little bit a little bit yeah a little bit well, that's what these UFO freaks believe. They believe that that's proof positive that aliens came down and grabbed some monkeys. Like, how's a monkey become a human? I yeah. mean, we look, you can see a person, you see a chimpanzee, and you go, okay, I kind of see where that could have gone into that. Yeah, I don't buy it. 
<laughs> but where's all the stuff in the middle? Yeah, where do middle monkeys at? Yeah, well, how come? Yeah, well, you don't understand genetics. You're right, I don't. But I'm just saying that it is odd. I'm not saying we didn't come from humans or from chimpanzees. Of course we did, or from some lower primate that's a cousin to the chimpanzee, really. Or yeah, like a middleman. I think there could have been a middleman. Well, there was, for sure. But those, those all died off, and that kind of makes sense. But it is totally fascinating that we're so far ahead of everything else. My point is, when you look at a human, there's nothing remotely like us. It's not like a giraffe is similar to a deer. Yeah. A deer is the intellectual <laughs> equivalent of a horse. You yeah. know? No, yeah. there's none of that, man. There's this one thing. This one thing that has the weirdest hair. Like, like uh, your face doesn't have hair except for like this part. It's an anomaly. Your body only has like a little. Like, what do you, where's that hair? What's the hair for? Is it left over? Is this, you look like a mixture of some shit. Yeah. You look like one of those hairless cats. Like, yeah. Who did this to you? How did they make this out of you? And people think aliens took us and took monkeys and came back with us? Yeah, that's what they think. Dude, they well, think if thing- you look at Shaquille O'Neal and then you look at like Britney Spears, clearly they look very different. Yeah. But they're the same species. They could easily interbreed, just like a wolf could easily have sex with a bulldog because they're really all wolves, hmm. which is so hard to believe. Yeah. Like if you didn't know species, if you came here, you were some fucking ball of plasma from another dimension, right. and you came here to study, there's not a fucking chance in hell you would think that Britney Spears was the same thing as Shaquille O'Neal. Or yeah. me, that I was the same thing as Shaquille O'Neal. Or, you know, you look, look at anyone like um, uh, fucking uh, Molly Ringwald and then uh, put her next to Mike Tyson. How is that the same? How is it the same thing? Yeah. But it's all the same thing. You have uh, Anthony Lin, the, 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 the ba- Chinese basketball player that oh, got yeah. real famous for a while. Uh, Jeremy Lin, yeah. Jeremy Lin, that's right. Sorry. Put, there you go. Look at Shaquille O'Neal. Wow. <clears throat> He's enormous. Mm. He's so big, it doesn't even make sense. Look at his pants, too, yeah. man. But you see, if you saw him next to like a very small Asian guy, like maybe the one that you tried to eat at the store. Ben was his name, actually. Ben. If you saw him next to Ben, you would say, okay, if you came from another planet mm-hmm. and you saw a chimpanzee next to an orangutan, you would be like, well, those are different species. Right. This is clearly two different things. But they're not. They're not. Well, th- those are. Chimpanzees and orangutans aren't. But people aren't. Yeah. They're the same thing. We're so weird. It's so weird that we can like, we look so different from each other. Well, but we all breed with each other, just like dogs do. I'm amazed that monkeys don't like. Uh, here's why I don't think that we evolved from monkeys is because because monkeys never come visit us. <laughs> you know what I'm saying though? Oh yeah, dude, you're making a lot of sense. Like we go visit them though. Think about this: we go visit them at the zoo or out in the right. nature, Malaysia. <laughs> but they never. When have you ever like? I'm serious. But when have you right. ever opened your window up and seen a couple monkeys just seeing? You know, hey, what's up? Yeah, what could have been if they'd have gotten their act together, man? Yeah, they would be like, look at these motherfuckers in their cars. But they never do it. They they show pretty much zero interest when when we pass by, well, and that seems striking to me. If if we're the the top grade of that species, dude. I'm going to peek over and see what's going on. You know, when I see Shaq, I go watch Shaq. I pay to go watch him because he's the best of, you know, of a physical spec, you know, maybe of, of, of part of our breed of humanity. Right. Well, there's people that go to pay Brock Lesnar just to watch him pick a man over his head and slam him down on the ground. Yeah. Because they'd see him hoist some 300-pound dude over his head. Right. And you're like, what in the fuck? Like, yeah. how is that guy the same thing as me? But if I'm getting my associate's degree, there's not 700 monkeys in the woods, like, right. peeking out, like... I can't believe they did it yeah man this is like an, an inspirational movie maybe the whole human experience is an inspirational movie to monkeys yeah you know they're like looking at us and like maybe one day nah let's just eat these coconuts 
I don't know, man. I just don't know if they know. Like, I don't know. That's where I really fall apart is when they don't care as much as we do. Well, if you go to Costa Rica, they care. They're yeah. around you all the time. You go to a, like, you stay at a hotel in Costa Rica, they always hang around hotels because people go, oh, my God, the monkey, and they feed them. Yeah, this attack. is how much they feed them. We gave a monkey some Oreos, mm-hmm. like Oreo cookies, mm-hmm. and we were like debating: should we give this monkey Oreos? I'm like, it's gonna be like crack for that monkey, like that amount of uh, sugar. Yeah. Like, do you think he eats that amount of sugar? And then I thought about it. I'm like, I bet that fucking monkey eats Oreos all the time. Yeah. I go, let's just give him one Oreo. You know what we did? He take the Oreo and he twisted it. He opened it. And he started eating the frosting. Wow. Like that motherfucker had gotten so many Oreos. He knows how he to knew do to it. eat the frosting. Like That's a you party. Were, did you do that when you were a kid? You twist the top oh, off yeah. the oil and then you scrape it with your teeth. <laughs> you we used to eat, eat that frosting. And then you would reluctantly eat the cookie. Yeah. Like, uh, this and you'd eat the half that cookie. had a little frosting on it first. <laughs> yes. You'd eat the half that had more frosting on it first. Yes, exactly. I miss that, man. Dude. I would love to have the entrails of a child because you could eat whatever. <laughs> I mean, not like, a, you know. I know what you mean. Yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah, because the digestive you could, system yeah. of a child. Yeah. Think about that. I remember eating, uh, me and my buddies split a 90-pack of vanilla creams one night. Wow. We ate the whole thing. That's 45 cookies a piece. That's so man. insane. That's so many cookies. And no issue. We woke up in the morning. You <laughs> Not know? a headache. Not a no headache. No diarrhea. No monkeys at the window. Nothing, well, bro. The, the thing is, you're not aware of what it's doing to you either. Yeah. So, like, a kid doesn't understand, why do I feel like shit? They don't, like, directly put it together. Well, you just ate a tub of ice cream, you little <laughs> fuck. <laughs> you can't just eat a tub of ice cream. That's like 50,000 milligrams of sugar or some shit. <laughs> Kids what? are nuts, man. I think we got to lower some of these, like, regulations on a lot of these children, you know? Um, just to beef them up a little bit. A lot of these kids are a lot weaker, I feel like, than when I was a child. You well, know? What kind of regulations are you talking about? Sugar just, regulations? You just, think it'll beef them up by having more sugar? <laughs> well, I mean, I just think, you know, younger driving ages, younger drinking ages, just things that are going to give them, you know, more experience, I feel like, you know? Well, that, you know, the problem with the younger driving age is that they're going to put us in danger. Like, I think even the age it is right now, 15 and 16, that's a little sketchy for some kids. It was definitely sketchy for me. Yeah. I was a shitty driver. I got in a lot of accidents when I was like 15, 16. Yeah. I definitely shouldn't have been driving. I was too crazy. What were you driving in? Muscle cars. I always had muscle wow, cars. Wow, you were that yeah. guy. Huh? Were you selling drugs or not? No. I had a 1968 442. I wrapped it around a tree right in front of the high school. Mm. Hydroplaned, man. Had bald tires, and it was, the, the water was wet, and we were going around this corner, and my car just, just said, whoo, we're going to slide. Did everybody I, see you? No, they found my car afterwards, so smashed my car in half. Yeah. I, like, cracked the frame and shit. You remember the first Disaster. time you ever drove off in your car, the feeling you had, like, the first time you ever pulled off in your vehicle it's by crazy. yourself? Yeah, crazy. Well, I just think I was an irresponsible driver because I, I, was, I, was, I was going pedal to the metal with everything. Yeah. Like, whether it was a car or there was fighting. Or you're like, what, that was when I was competing in martial arts, too. I was like, I was crazy. Like, you, could, you should, there's no way... A kid who's 16 years old who just started driving should be able to get a 400 horsepower muscle car. Yeah, that's that too is much. Insane. Too much power. Yeah, it's just I, just I had no maturity. You know, I just I you know grew up from a broken family, so it's like all this anger issues and weird shit. Like you can't give someone like that a muscle car. Did you, you have to know, have some discipline? Did you know that you or like were pedal to the metal like that? Did you, like did you realize it in relation to other kids, or were you just being yourself? Was it I was, was just being myself. I didn't realize how crazy I was. I've definitely felt uncomfortable around other kids sometimes you know we moved a lot around a lot though i was attributed to that we were never like in one place at one time yeah you know i just think in general teenage boys are really risky for a lot of things like uh, my buddy uh was, was talking to me about this the other day my buddy eric crisp he was like 
they are the most dangerous thing in our society is teenage boys. Wow. And I never thought about it, but he's got like a teenage daughter, you know, mm-hmm. and at the time she was teenage and we were talking about it and he was like, it's the most dangerous thing in our society. And I thought about it. I was like, yeah, you know what? It is because they're, they have manpower, mm-hmm. but boy brains and their brain, like your frontal lobe doesn't even fully develop until I think you're like 25. Wow. Like your total ability to process thoughts correctly. It's not like fully functional until you're like 25. That's the middle. Maybe that's the middle monkey, Joe. Maybe. To be honest, you know what I'm saying? Like maybe that kind of, maybe like that's why that whole species died off if they were here because they were all like teenage boys. They had the right. boy brain, but the man body. Well, like chimps, like chimps are like horrible people. That's what they're like. That yeah. are super strong. They're strong as like a 500-pound person, mm. and they're horrible, mean, vindictive, jealous people. Are they? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, Chimp, God. I didn't even know chimps, that. Chimps punish each other, too. They punish people, too. God. They don't, they don't just try to hurt you. They try to punish you. They try to take your fingers away, take your genitals away. They literally pull your genitals off and attack you. Where do they learn smart. that, I wonder? They're smart. They're super smart. They're not as smart as a person. Yeah. But they're way smarter than a chicken. Yeah. They're, they're, they're thinking and looking at you. And when you're doing something that they don't like, like the guy that got really torn apart, it was a terrible story. He ripped his face off and tore his eyes out and shit. Um, it was his uh, pet he was going to see. He had a pet chimp. Mm-hmm. And after a while with chimps, one of, something will happen. A chimp will snap on somebody. Like you remember that chimp uh, fucked up that lady's friend in Connecticut. She had a pet chimp and it tore this lady apart when the lady came to visit. I believe that, though. I know a lady, a panther, killed her cousin one time. But these are chimp, but the chimp thing is crazy because this guy had a pet chimp, but then his chimp bit someone's finger off. Mm. So they realized they couldn't keep the chimp anymore, and they brought it to a chimp sanctuary. So as they had this chimp at the chimp sanctuary, these other people um, had brought chimps there, and it was like this whole like enclosure where all the chimps were, and he gave his chimp a birthday cake. Because yeah. it was his chimp's birthday. He came to settle, celebrate with him. And the other chimps were so mad they didn't bring him a cake. Yeah. That, they, that he didn't bring them a cake, that they escaped from the enclosure. One of the gates was open, got a hold of the guy and tore him apart. Oh, my God. Yeah. Tore his feet off. Just cause like, Tore his dick off. Like, they tear you apart. They, they, they try to tear apart the parts of you that they think you value the most. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they do it out of jealousy. Like, they were punishing him for making them feel bad that they didn't get the cake. Yeah, they're that's, monsters. That's heartbreaking. They're, they're in, they, they, look, they're not always this way. Just yeah. like people aren't always monsters. Right. But chimpanzees inhabit some of the most terrifying traits in human beings. There was a great article recently about these chimps, and they had this um, one alpha male that was teamed up with another alpha mm-hmm. male, and they dominated this village, and they were horrible and ruthless. Mm-hmm. And then one of them got real sick, and he went away for a while, and he came back, but he was like physically all fucked up. And so the original alpha team was down to one guy, and this one alpha male, they teamed up on him. They all, all the other chimps got together and they figured out a way to jack this dude. They, they, they attacked him and killed him and, oh. then, and then cannibalized him. They God. killed him and then cannibalized him. Yeah. I didn't know they were up to all that. See, now I'm not even going to go to the zoo now, dude, honestly. <laughs> it really does give me a different, different perception, you know? Because you don't see that. They don't put that on the sign out front, you know? They just put that they're, you know, some of them are from Africa or Malaysia and that they're, you know, happy to be there in the zoo, you they're know? Definitely not happy to be there in the zoo. Definitely not chimps. Would you fight a chimp? Fuck that. They'll kill you. You have no chance. No chance. Do you think it it's comes... It's like a baby... Do you think a baby can kick your ass? Not most babies, no. Yeah, that's what I think about a chimp. I think there's not a chance in hell. Chimp's going to kill you. What about this? Chimp? <laughs> one arm chimp. 
he'll, he'll still kill you with one arm. Right? He might yeah. kill me. Would you go against him? I'm, no, he'll fuck, he'll fuck me up. They're too strong. I don't think you understand how strong you're talking about. You're talking about something that's like a 500-pound person. Like yeah. so much stronger than you. If it gets a hold of you, and it will, it's going to pull your arms right out of your socket. Ugh. One arm or no arms. Ugh, if you, it's that. face. It's going to grab a hold of you with its feet. It's got feet that have thumbs on it. It'll hold on to you with its feet, and it'll bite your neck off. Fuck, man. <laughs> now you're making me nervous, honestly, dude. <laughs> well, that's where we came from. I mean, yeah. that's one of the reasons why we're still capable of, uh, you know... Hand-to-hand combat to this day, you know, because we I mean, used to have to probably do it It's it's got to be somehow or another in our ancient primate DNA But it's the question is how did we get so far ahead of the rest of them? Yeah, something happened something so happened we a hit a leap year jump we hit a leap year man <laughs> I'm serious. It was something occurred where or Something or we came from the other way. You well, know? it could be just some random mutation It could be something that we ate. It could be something that hit us. It could be radiation, you know Terrence McKenna thought it was mushrooms. He thought people found mushrooms and that oh. they started eating mushrooms and it made us evolve at a faster rate. Some people have attributed it to our diet, but that doesn't totally make sense. Some people attribute it to our use of fire because when we used fire, we cooked meat and we got more nutrients out of it. And that allowed us also to uh, get clever and how we kept the fire and use of throwing tools like spears and shit like that or Maybe. hand-eye coordination. Women could have made us do it, though. They could have literally been like, get y'all shit together, Maybe. you know? And Maybe. we brought it up. The pussy was so good, we had to evolve to keep them around. It's gone now. I think, uh, no offense if anybody has a pussy out there, but I think a lot of pussy's gone downhill these days. I don't feel like it's what it used to be, you know? <laughs> Do you think so or not? What's changed? I don't know what's changed. I don't know if just the value that they put on it or just the fact that it's... I think a lot of it feels a little bit more like a dick a little bit. Like it doesn't what? have the same pussy feeling as it, it used to. It doesn't have the same texture? I think it just doesn't have the same softness to it, you know? So literally vaginas have changed to you. I think vaginas are getting harder than they were when we harder. They were 30 years ago. Do you ago. think it's possible? This is just a guess. Like maybe something's going on with you? Mm-mm. And you just, or you think it's like a collective across the board yeah. transformation? I think that, yeah, I think the species are kind of like evening up and that's going to make... <laughs> You don't think so, man? <laughs> it's a funny thought. So and women are getting that... stronger and harder, and men are getting weaker. Oh Maybe. yeah, because men are because there's no other purpose anymore. You know, there's a lot of men out there just crying behind a fucking mm. Dairy Queen right now, Could not be. knowing what to do with themselves. There are or yeah. behind a Shoney's. It probably what's they don't have Shoney's anymore. Sizzler now. What is it? Sizzler, Jamie. Sizzler. <laughs> I think it's a Sizzler now. But yeah, places like that. You know, right. and a lot of men are just disheartened, and I think that they. It's not the same. What is the instinct? Because there's an instinct for males uh, and to, to put women down and to hold their significant other down. But there's also uh, an instinct that women have to uh, diminish a man's manliness and to like. It's not all women. To emasculate them. Demasculate, right? Yeah. Or emasculate, emasculate. And it's not. Uh, it's not all of them for sure. No, I'm definitely no. not talking no, about. No, no, it, no. But I'm talking about. We all know that they exist on both sides, on me- the male side and the women's side. Like people that are not trying to pump you up, they're trying to shoot you down. Yeah. Right. But what is that instinct? That instinct in the, the women that some that some women have to try to like diminish you, try to chip 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 away at you. Maybe they have more man in them. Maybe they have a little more man in them, and so they're more. You bitch! And they look at you. You fucking. You're such a bitch. You don't even have any heart. You don't have any courage. Like almost challenging you. Yeah. Almost want you to smack them. Yeah. You think? I'm sure a couple of murders you. have started that way. I'm maybe sure a couple to... of murders have started that oh, way. Oh, for sure. 
That's the cops say, right? That's the scariest thing they they face, domestic violence. Yeah. Because you might like find a guy hitting a girl, and you might pull the guy off and the girl might shoot, shoot you. you. Yeah. Or vice versa. Yeah, I don't know what it is in a woman that does that. I mean, maybe there's it probably some of it is I, I don't think it's genetic. I think it's some they were probably done wrong by a man previously. Mm. And that some of that still probably resonates in them, you know? Cuz some women do, they just want to just Make you feel nasty, yeah. you know? They want to make you feel nasty. I hate that. Don't you think it's also how, how you're raised? Like, if you watch your mom and your dad insult each other and yell shit at each other, yeah. it probably, like, becomes ingrained in your system. Yeah. Well, I, I think it's fascinating how we turn into our parents, even though everybody says they don't want to. That's why it's always interesting yeah. to me, is how a lot of people do, you know? A lot of people definitely do. It's easier. It's certainly easier than becoming your own person. Yeah. Becoming your own person requires a lot of thought. Yeah, a lot of people don't want to think anymore, man. But did it, I wonder if people ever wanted to think, you know? This is probably the smartest conversation I've been involved in in maybe months. <laughs> it really is, dude. This is no, the most I've talked to anybody in a long time. Well, I think people want to think, but it's scary and it's a lot of work and it hurts your head sometimes. Yeah. You know? Didn't you? Your parents were like real old when they had you, right? Or your dad was? Yeah, my dad was. My dad was 70 when I was born. Wow. Uh, yeah, he was born in 1910. Um, Holy shit, dude. You're from a different era. You got different genes. Yeah, sometimes I do think I feel a little more tired. I feel a little bit... No, that's not what I mean. Yeah. I mean, you got like uh, like early human genes. Yeah. You know, like you're a direct descendant from someone who was born in 1909. Yeah. You know? My genes, I'm, I'm 49, so I'm, how old are you? I'm 36. Yeah, see, I'm more than 10 years older than you, but my genes are from 50 years after yours. Hmm. You're, it's, 1909, is that what you said? 1910. 1910? Almost 60 years. Yeah. I was born in 67. Wow. So 57 years of difference in our genes. Like, you come from a part of your stock. You're like old school outlaw Josie Wales genes. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I mean, my dad just... Earp type shit. 1909? Dude, that's like... I mean, he signed people a, up for credit cards at the colleges. I don't think that's really Wyatt Earp, but he definitely... <laughs> You know, he got out there still, you know. Uh, but, I mean, 1909, I mean, they didn't even, I mean, how many cars were there? Ten? 1909? Yeah, those... He didn't have one. I remember asking him if he had one. He didn't have one of them. Was he riding a horse everywhere? I guess they walked or something. Fuck that. Imagine you have to walk to do gigs. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine if you walked. <laughs> yeah. Theo Vaughn, the walking stand-up comedian. Oh, my God. Depending on the spring, I'll be in Sacramento. Yeah. To make September. a living, you'd have to learn how to do ultra marathons. Yeah. <laughs> you got to run 100 miles in between shows. That'd be amazing. Yeah, man. Fun. It was wild. It was pretty wild growing up uh, with, an old, with an old dad. I think that's what got me into comedy, honestly, just because people would make fun of my dad a lot, and then I had to... You'd have to have something to say, you know, right. and then you had to create a story, too, because people would ask if that was your dad oh, and you yeah. didn't want to admit it a lot of times. You know, oh, wow. And my dad would just be asleep. He'd come into some of the basketball games and be asleep. He'd fall asleep in the car all the time. He'd fall asleep in the carpool if he came to get us. Wow. We thought he was dead all the time, you know, just like weird shit like that. So I think it Fuck. gave a weird. Uh, so I guess, yeah, I didn't really think about it, but maybe that's where I started making up, you know, getting involved in more storytelling, you know? How old was he when you died? Or how old were 16. you when you died? You were 16? Yeah, wow. 16. Um, and he was a good dude. He just got cancer, and he was a hard, you know, he worked pretty hard. Uh, he, was, so he was working deep into his 70s? Oh, yeah. He used wow. to do the credit card. He used to, and that's where I first got on stage, kind of, he I would get to the credit card colleges at the credit card, where you go to the, you know, the people that sign up for credit cards? Yeah. You know, come get this card, you know? 
at the college, get this card, you know, get this free Frisbee. They always got like a handout with it, you right. know. And then I get up on the table and bark and get people over to, uh, to do the credit cards. And so, you know, you'd start kind of riffing a little bit on people that were walking by, you know. Wow. But, yeah, it was, in, it was interesting. He was, he was 25 years older than my mom's parents were, so that would be weird sometimes. Whoa! He was 25 years older than your mom's parents. Yeah. How old was your mom? Oh, she's 65 now. So, I don't know. I don't know, man. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a middle monkey, I guess. Uh, well, did you say you're 35? I'm you 36. Say? You're 36? So she was somewhere around 30. Yeah. So she was somewhere around 30, and he was somewhere around 70. Yeah. Congratulations, sir. Yeah. You but he win. didn't have any money, though. He didn't have any money, Still yo. Still slinging it, though. Yeah, but you. <laughs> I'll tell you this. Just being a product of it, you want to you wanna come out of something that's got a little bit of cash in its nuts if it's in its 70s, you know? Yeah, but don't you think that if you did have that money, maybe your life would be a little softer, maybe you wouldn't have as much ambition, maybe you wouldn't be the seal, Theo Vaughn sitting in front of me today? <sighs> yeah. It's, I think it's all blessing. Adversity that you experience it as, as a child that doesn't fuck you up, like physically, and you know. Yeah, you're right. Ruin your body. I think is all good for you, man. You're right. It's just I think sometimes I still resonate with a lot of the feelings that I had as a child. It's hard to sometimes, you know, I'm still getting through some of those now. Mm -hmm. So yes, I agree with you. Um, and I, every day I hope to uh, try and see that a little bit more. And I know it's happening. And it does make me realize more now that the saddest thing in the world really is uh, is when a kid doesn't really have a chance or an opportunity or, you know, like you said, something physically has happened to him. You know, yeah. that's just yeah. That's, that's bad. Yeah. Well, that's one of the saddest things in the world for sure. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, man, that was that was the wild part, I guess. That's what got me into this into, into doing this. So, yeah, I, I mean, I am I am grateful now because I'm able to look back on it and, you know, and, and talk about it. And dude, how crazy would it be if you knew your grandfather? Think about how what his genes go back to. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, look if he's if he had your dad when he was twenty, that's another that's in the eighteen hundreds. Yeah. So he's born in the fucking eighteen hundreds. Holy shit. Yeah, the eighteen hundreds. Jesus Damn. Christ, that's crazy. Yeah, like that's a, far. a man born in the eighteen hundreds was your grandfather for sure. He was in the eighteen yeah. hundreds for sure. Unless your dad was born when he was fucking ten years old, right? Yeah. Yeah, my father was from Nicaragua, actually. Wow. Nicaraguan. Where's your mom from? <sighs> from Illinois. Wyoming, Illinois, a small town. And he came up here talking like Juan Carlos. Yeah, he throw, yeah. Baila. Rolling the tongues. <laughs> slinging the dick. <laughs> yeah, man. I got the dick for you. Yeah, yeah, that wasn't good. Yeah, it was bad, man. I don't know what he was doing, man. Did he speak Spanish? Yeah, he spoke Spanish. He was nice, man. I don't, you don't remember a ton about him, honestly. I wish, as I was just getting old enough, it was uh, he was falling out, you know. Yeah, but I do remember being scared. A lot of my feelings when I was young were just fear, man. I remember, like, my dad would walk me to church sometimes, and um, and I would be scared. Because the sidewalks in Louisiana, there, you know, there's a lot of roots that are coming up, and there's bad, you know, it's under, under sea level a lot of it. So all the sidewalks are all wonky. It's not even a walk; it's really just a challenge of pieces of concrete. Really, right. when you really look at it. I, mean, <laughs> I never thought about it before. It's but true. Let's right? don't call this a walk. Dude. I like those kind of sidewalks. It's kind of cool to see those roots struggling against yeah, the concrete. Yeah. No, it's ballsy. It's ballsy for Mother Nature to be out there just pressing up against those uh, plates like that and moving them. Yeah, and moving them. 
Yeah. But what was weird when I remember being a kid was walking and just being scared that he was going to like fall, you know? And so oh, it was like, wow. I just remember always just being scared, just being, you know, and then I was such a kid, and like, but I just remember those of my first feelings were like, I got to make, sh- you know, just make sure he, where he's walking is okay. You know, I was probably six years old. So it was just yeah. a lot of fear, I think. Yeah. Um, and then shame. I, I, I became ashamed. And in hindsight, I feel bad about that. Yeah, but that's understandable. I mean, when he, you know, you're a kid. Yeah. It's all confusing to you. You know, why doesn't my dad look like the other kid's dad? Why do I have to do this? Why, yeah. why does this have to happen to me? You know, man. I stayed with my grandpa when I was first moving to New York. I couldn't afford my own place when I moved from Boston to New York. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got signed by my manager, and I was like, man, I'm going to move to New York. This is going to happen. How do, how do I make the money? And my, my grandfather said, you can come stay with me for a while until you save up enough money for an apartment. My grandfather lived in New Jersey. And uh, it was a, a very important moment in my life to stay with them for a few months because my grandfather was, he was getting old. He was, and my grandmother was almost dead because mm. my grandmother had had a stroke mm-hmm. and they had given her 12 years to live, but she, or excuse me, they had given her 78 hours to live and she wound up living 12 years. Damn. Yeah. They thought it was over. They thought the stroke was going to do her in a couple of days. She's probably going to be gone. They found her in the back porch. It was a really sad story. Mm. She lived though. And it was even sadder that way because she was in pain and she would get bed sores. Oh. My grandfather had to attend to her 24 hours a day. And, uh, I was staying with him during this time. Yeah. So for a few months, I was staying with my grandmother who was on death's door for, she lived like a year or so after I moved out and she wasn't really aware of me anymore. She was not quite there anymore. And my grandfather who was struggling to take care of her and just seemed sad. Yeah. And I remember thinking, man, this life is temporary. Like this experience that I'm experiencing right now as a 24 year old man, like this is not going to last like this is the prime of my youth, and I it, it like hardened my ideas that like you got to get going. Wow, this is going to happen to you too. It's going to happen to all of us, and you 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 think that you're this static thing, like you stay in the same exact state. It's not true. It's an illusion. All those people that you see that are old people that are walking down the street with their backs hunched over, that you're going to reach that age someday. It's going to happen, yeah. and if you don't pay attention. And it all goes wrong, you could wind up looking like that guy. You could wind up thinking and behaving like that guy. It is a slow ebbing of the life force of the body that's gonna it's gonna drain you. So god damn it. Get your fun out. Yeah. Get get your life out. Just live. You gotta live. Take action. It's, it's fucking coming. And you gotta remember, because if you don't remember, you're gonna sleep in. If you don't remember, you're not gonna get anything done. If you don't remember, you're not gonna you're not gonna have the, the, the same focus and determination that you would have with the understanding this is a temporary experience. Yeah. Well it's it's interesting you were able to learn you were able to learn that, you know, like not saying that that moment kind of helped culminated. Yeah, but it helped. Definitely but helped. Some people it's just hard to learn. Why is it so hard sometimes for it's us? It's hard. To- I mean, even when I got out of there, I probably forgot it. Yeah. And when I got my own apartment and started living normal, probably like let it slip for a little bit, you know? I mean, I definitely went through some moments in my own life where I lost my motivation or my point of view or I got lazy or lost my perspective. Yeah. But I've figured out the consequences of that and I always bounced it back as best as I could. But I just remember those few months that I lived with my grandfather being real important. Mm. Real important, too, because he lived in a neighborhood that was real bad, man. It was it was North 9th Street in Newark, New Jersey. Oh, it sounds horrible, dude. Yeah. Honestly, I've never even been there. It was I'm great. At one time when he was, uh, you know, when it was all uh, families that had all moved into this neighborhood. A lot of thugs in and the stuff 1940s, now? In the 1940s. 
Well, what had happened was uh, they did this thing called blockbusting. They come around and say, hey, black people are moving into your neighborhood. You got to sell now. And uh, everybody sold. My grandfather didn't. He's like, mm. I like black people. Get the fuck off my lawn. Like one of those things. Yeah. These real estate agents, they, they would do that and just turn these neighborhoods over and just make profits. And so, uh, and then it changed. It went from a black neighborhood to a Puerto Rican neighborhood. And now it's like a bunch of different kinds of immigrants. And, you know, they're all, it's all kind of the same cycle. They're all trying to, they come to America. They're trying to establish themselves. And that's the place where they get going. So there's wow. a lot of crime. It was it was kind of dangerous. Um, the next door neighbor was selling crack, and they battering rammed his door. It was like, oh. I think something happened while I was there, but the big raid was before I got there because I got there. This guy had like barriers in front of his house and gates, and he had an Audi in the driveway. <laughs> he was selling crack. Yeah, right, right it, next door. It is funny. There's always that one house in like the crappy neighborhood that has all the like. It's like a, like obviously it stands yeah, out. Something's going on. It's got Where'd the big that statues TV? of lions out front and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man. Yeah. But I think having a dad like that must have given you uh, a different sense of the cycle of life. You know, instead of having a young, vital dad, you're like, my dad's so healthy and he's my hero. You grew up going, holy shit, my dad doesn't have much time left, man. Yeah. Yeah, I think it just made me scared. It just, I don't, it just made me, first of all, it made my sense of humor really dark because I remember, like, my mom would ask us if my dad was alive or not you know and make us check on him like around dinner before i remember i remember having it like i remember my brother would sometimes hold like a mirror under his nose to see if it would fog up you know to see if we would if my mom would um and then we just tell mom yeah he's fine you know so and my mom wasn't very caring she was she's a good woman she's a hard-working woman she's delivered newspapers you know her whole life but she just i don't know maybe she was angry that she felt fallen for this older man i don't know anyway I don't know. It was weird, man. It was, I don't know. I, I, I didn't develop much of a relationship for him, with him sometimes. Wow. I just developed moments that I remember that I kind of pieced together that create the relationship that I feel like we had, I guess. Mm. You know, I like treasure about 10 or 15 moments. Um, and then in hindsight, he would let me drive when I was young. You know, he kind of took advantage of me a little bit. Like he would, I'd drive him to colleges when I, you know, to do the credit card stuff when I was. 12 and 13 you know tall enough to drive wow so i'm driving seven on the interstate man holy shit dude yeah and he didn't and and in hindsight it it made me think that everything was okay like uh, you know life doesn't whatever you know somebody you know like who cares you know whatever everything's fine you know like right it doesn't matter what you know like everything kids can do adult stuff adults can do kid stuff you know there's no real lines in the sand there Wow. So there wasn't like a moment where you felt like finally you were grown up, like you just doing the same shit you always did. Yeah. So you started driving at 12. Yeah. I remember driving my dad to col- to these colleges. And he was 82 at the time. Yeah, he was 82. I remember one time dropping him at the post office, dude, and he said, there's nowhere to park. Just go around the block, you know? So I went around the block. And he had like a Delta 88. He bought it off a oh couple. Oh my god! Bought it off a couple of brothers in his neighborhood. Had speakers in the back, and one of them had broken out and had a bunch of Chinese food and like old Chinese food or some type of to-go items in there. And um, <laughs> and uh, so fucking the speakers would always be going. And I just remember I hit a, I, I probably hit three or four cars just going around the block to oh get back to god. my dad because didn't have power power steering. You oh, know? that that should have had power steering. I don't think it. Well, to Delta me, it did. Delta 88. Is it Oldsmobile? Yeah. Yeah. 
to me it did giant ass car it was big man it felt like uh you felt cool you know but and the car was such a piece of shit man and and so you couldn't even tell if it had been hit a bunch of shit you know he was always hitting shit what year was it again i don't know man delta 88 i would feel like those are so big they would have to have power steering but i don't know man what a wrist cracker that must have been if it wasn't champagne colored i remember that those are boats man yeah, it felt big. It felt good in Look there. Look at that thing. Look at it. Oh, yeah. There That's you go, dude. Was it like that? Yeah, dude. Just it was, like that? No, it was probably a year or two. It seemed newer than that. A year or two newer than that one? Yeah. Those were, those were like American boats. Look at that motherfucker. Mm-hmm. What year is that? That thing's awesome. That's an LT. Is that an LTD? 1971. Oh, Look at that thing. Mm. God. That is just That's Americana. Beautiful. Oh, you yeah. You open up that hood, it's just a controlled explosion encased in steel. Dude, I remember <laughs> one time my dad took me to get donuts when I was young, and uh, they had crows in Louisiana, these big crows, and they busted out the windows in his car. And I would. Uh, the crows did? This huge crow, yeah, like a huge. They broke the window. Broke the windows in his car. They How'd broke, they break it? I guess maybe with his beak. Come on. Yeah. They can do that? I mean, they did this day, you know. <laughs> And uh, you sure somebody else didn't break the window and the crows were inside? Well, I, remember, I just remember trying to tell him it was a black bird. I was like four years old and he thought it was a black man because he couldn't turn his neck. Oh, God. So he was like yelling all these racial slurs. Oh, no. Yeah. And we're just going to get oh, some donuts. No. Oh, no. So there's just always things like that that were just weird. Yeah. He couldn't turn his neck. Like, that's one of the things I remember most about him. You know, I remember he had change in his pockets a lot. He liked to whistle. <laughs> um, he slept on the couch. You know, I saw my parents kiss one time. My dad kissed my mother on the head one time at one of our birthdays. That's it? Uh, Yeah, just one time. Wow. And I don't know. I feel like when we started to grow up, my mother became a little bit embarrassed, maybe almost to us, that our dad was that age. Well, it makes Um, sense. I mean, if she was like 40 and all of a sudden he was 80. Yeah. You know, she's 46 when he died of old age, essentially, right? You might have a disease or cancer or something like that. But once you hit around 86, it's kind of like... That's the age where everybody starts to go. Yeah. It's over. Man. Yeah, I guess that crazy. was some of it. Yeah, not to be a Debbie Downer or nothing. No, you're not a Debbie Downer. Just being honest and uh, talking about your life. It's pretty fascinating, man. I mean, you know, I've, I've kind of talked about this quite a bit that there's uh, – we all have these ideas of, like, what your life is supposed to be like. And I think a lot of them are based on movies. We're based on, like, a movie version of life. Yeah. And you go, well, that's how it happened in the movie. That's how it's supposed to go down in my life. And why isn't it happening in my life the way it happens in the movie? Yeah. But then when you talk to people like you or, you know, my child was different. Jamie's childhood was different. Like, I know a lot of people that had like really weird childhoods. Joey Diaz's childhood is the craziest story Jesus. ever. Joey Diaz's last spring seems insane to me. Joey found his mom dead while he was on acid. Oh. Yeah. I mean, his childhood is crazy. He got adopted by his his friend's family and they took him in and you know it's the, his his childhood's crazy and he's one of the most incredible people i've ever met i yeah. love that guy oh his heart his heart should go in the smithsonian yeah. man, when they're done when no no there's a lot of people like that man there's a lot of people that have come from like all my best friends have come from some fucked up crazy childhood yeah we're all experiencing that but the, the the thing that's unique to me is that all these people with these fucked up crazy childhoods, those are the diamonds in this world. Yeah. You know, like those are like, you ever talk to Whitney Cummings? No, I listened to a little, a little bit of her on your podcast the other day. She's one of the smartest people I've ever met. Wow. She's so fucking smart. 
And she's almost too smart. Like she's like psychoanalyzing herself twenty four seven. Yeah. And talking about like her childhood and experiencing like through trying to experiencing through her words what she had to go through and why she became who she is now. Hmm. It's like you don't make a person like that. Like they don't come out normal. Like in, if they, they don't come out that way if they had a normal childhood. Right. They just don't. You right. Don't, the only way you make a Joey Diaz is you've got to experience what Joey Diaz has experienced. Yeah, like the, these regular life people—they're just not. It's you're not going to ever get one of those people out of that regular life. You're not going to make a Theo Vaughn out of some regular life. Yeah, you know what I mean. And do you think it's well? It's interesting then because most of my life or my youth, especially, I pined for that regular, you know, sure. I, or this idea of what it was, you know, or something we saw on television or Little House on the Prairie was the thing I really attached myself to. You know, I've always been a huge Michael Landon fan as an adult, even. <laughs> and were you uh, a big fan of the Man from Atlantis? Um, I haven't seen that. Remember that? Uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah, Michael Landis. Used, he used to uh, be. I think it was him, or was it Patrick Duffy? Might be Patrick Duffy. There was a uh, a show called The Man from Patrick Atlantis. Duffy. It was Patrick Duffy, who was in what show was he in? He was in one of those Step by Step. No, no, there was Let's one before that. There was a big time show that he was in before it. He was like a superstar before it's he good? did The Man from Atlantis. It's silly. It's terrible. Oh, <laughs> it is? You breathe underwater and shit. It's so stupid. Oh, that's too much. But it was, it was like on TV when I was a little kid. You know, this you guy. You loved it? it was, yeah, I loved it. I was, I was a little kid. I was stupid. What year was that on? It was on from 77 to 78. <laughs> yeah. So I was 10. I was 10 years old, and he was swimming in the water and breathing underwater like a fish. Like, he yeah. would he'd keep his legs together when he would swim. He had this weird <laughs> oh way of swimming God. underwater. Yeah, and I used to swim in a pool. I used to sw- pr- try to swim to like the like man him? from Atlantis. It's actually like an effective way to swim. Yeah, it's not the like he would swim like like a like a dolphin. Like he would get in the water. What is that? Is that him? Is that him from way back then? Yeah, it is. That's from the show. Look. Oh wow. Yeah, that was. He's in good shape. Patrick. Oh, he's in very good shape. And they would have him swim against the dolphin, and he was look faster than the dolphin. Look how stupid that is. Oh my Look god! How stupid that is. Huh? This movie was. So, this show was so stupid. He's faster than the dolphin. <laughs> Dude, I think I saw that real contest like this in Arkansas once. Yeah, watch him. He's gonna. He's gonna shoot out of the water and grab the fish where the dolphin can't get to it. This is crazy. Look, he flies up in the air. Whoosh. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> It's so dumb. <laughs> he flew like 30 feet out of the water. And but, then he gave the fish to the dolphin because he's even better than the dolphin. I he's, feel like that show would make it today. Oh, yeah. They should do it today with the exact same scenes <laughs> and the exact scenes. You should put it on Comedy Central. It would be fucking hilarious. Same cast. But he would. that was in a race. But there was other times where you'd see him swim underwater. Yeah. And he would gyrate his body <laughs> like a dolphin would. Yeah, weird as fuck, man. Yeah, man. I never wanted to be a fish, man, my whole life. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> I didn't, man. I've never thought about that. Yep. I've never woke up a day in my life and said, man, I wish I was a fish. Yeah. Or how about how about this? How about a fucking platypus? I mean, what is that? What is this, Jamie? No, nah, fuck with otters, Is that a sea though, monster? Bro. Yeah. Oh, that's what is crazy. This? Is that a double-headed sea- yeah. seahorse yeah. that's as tall as a person? <laughs> wow, this seems real. <laughs> Look, at this. <laughs> Look at it. He's trying to... He's trying to bite him. The seahorse is biting him, and he's at the same time he's trying to get himself free. He's rubbing this. Oh yeah! All he's doing is moving his head. He's rubbing his uh, and he's tied his ropes up against a stick. He's got nice muscles. This is like free. Yeah. Ta-da-da, and he falls to the ground. Is he naked? He's rolling. Is he naked? What is? Hold this? up. Why is he rolling? Is oh, he he, oh my god! He moves like a dolphin on Earth, <laughs> oh and then he gets god, to the water, dude. and then he's free. 
Why is he naked? He's naked, right? No, yes. He's got shorts on. No, oh, those are shorts. shorts. Okay. Yeah. This looks like a. Oh, now he's got a knife. Oh my god, this is worse than the Captain Kirk. Uh, fight with the alien scene. Remember that terrible one where the aliens got the crazy eyes and he, he kills it with a rock. So it's like a scavenger. Hunt looks like a tender dating Key West. Actually, is what this looks this like. This is me. so bad. Man from Atlantis uh, scavenger hunt is what it says on the um, on the YouTube video. If you want to go watch it, that's worth checking laugh, out. Actually, laugh your dick off. Yeah. That is worse. That's absolutely worse than the Star Wars fight with Captain Kirk and that alien guy. Yeah, I never seen that. I never, I never got into Star Wars. Pull that shit up. Star Trek. Did I say Star Wars? Did mm -hmm. I? Yeah. I get them confused. I didn't if get I was it. Star Trek, I'd be pissed that Star Wars came around. Yeah. Like, bitch, we already used Star something. Star. How about you come up with something else? But what about the fact that it, they got both huge series off of both of them? Yeah. Well, fascinating. How about it's not Star Trek, bitch? It's Space Trek. Is it really? Okay, yeah. It's not Star Wars either. So here's Captain Kirk versus this uh, green alien dude that moves in super slow-mo. Look, oh, look yeah. at him. He's like, whoa, here comes the left. Then Kirk hits him with some terrible punch to the body. Here comes the right. A terrible karate chop. This and is so stupid. Look at him. He's got crazy eyes. He's reaching for him. It ain't happening. Who throws a kick. Oh, good move, kick. Kirk. Shitty ass kick. But the, the, the green monster obviously knows a little bit of Muay Thai because he just got him with a single leg dump. Didn't even trip. Didn't bother to trip. Just severe strength. Just threw him through the air. Uh. But meanwhile, this is how inconsistent they are. Right now, they're battling. No problem. Like the the green monster's not overpowering him. He's trying to bite him. Oh, I'm going to bite you. in a dress or is that a... Uh, probably. Something's going on. But meanwhile, Shatner, huh? Yeah. Meanwhile, he's having a hard time <laughs> like battling it out this. with Shackner. Oh, Shackner double fucking palms him to the ears. The double palm to the ears is always a good move when you're fighting monsters. I well, love how you're calling this, man. Check this shit out. This is where it gets really stupid. <laughs> he picks up this fake rock... Obviously fake rock. Look at him. He pretends he's straining while he gets it. Why you? I'm going to hit you with this fake rock and it's going to fucking kill you. And look at this beautiful man he was back then. Look how he throws it. Bonk. Ooh. Look how stupid that is. It bounces off him. So how come he can hit him with the fucking double palm to the head and it's like the most devastating blow ever? But that rock, nothing. Like they're so inconsistent with his ability to generate force, the uh, reaction. Like Jones a little bit. How dare you? Sorry. Don't you think she's had enough? Look at that. That's he's going to pick up a fake rock now. Why, oh, you motherfucker, I'll show you. And he's like, you throw a rock at me, motherfucker. I'm going to throw a fake rock at you. And Kirk's like, I'm out of here, bitch. And she so runs out of the way. Ooh. Look, oh, just, just shy away from that rock. You can't hit me with that. And so now what happens? Nothing. It just gets stupider and stupider. Like, why not just keep running? This thing is so slow. Why are you duking it out with it? It will never catch you. Like, it would literally never catch you. And that's it? Like, you could run for a couple hours and then take a nap. And this stupid fucking green man would be coming over the top of that hill. You'd hear his footsteps. He probably makes a lot of noise when he walks. And you would wake up and then just run some more. I never fought nothing like that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, though? <laughs> I do now. I, I feel you, dog. One time this guy fighted me when I was young. He fighted you? Well, you know what I'm saying. I do. Past but... tense. But he, um... <laughs> He, they made us hug in the hallway. That was the big thing at uh, our. Oh, when it was over at our school, you had to stand there all all afternoon for literally probably maybe two three hours with your arms on each other's shoulders after you fought. Yep. Oh, uh, to make up with each other. And he became one of my best friends after that. Whoa! Just make out. Mm, uh uh His brother went to prison though for a bit. <laughs> Same thing. Yeah, that's true. So his brother, <laughs> I guess, made out on our behalf. <laughs> you know. <what> I mean? <laughs> So you guys fought over what? Do you remember what it was about? I don't remember, man. I was probably talking smack, you know, just being a young loudmouth. And uh, yep. you, sometimes you caught your desserts whenever you ran your mouth, you know. For sure. Yeah. Every now and then. Um, 
I remember that though. Uh, and I remember another man who I met a man who was a boxer. I know you're big into boxing and UFC fighting. And um, I met a man who was a boxer who looked like Don Flamenco. Do you remember that guy, Don yeah, Flamenco? Yeah, the video game guy. He looked just like him, my friend. Bark, bark. Yeah, bark, bark. yeah. He popped that jab at you. <laughs> my friend William looked just like him. What's that noise? What was that? How did the noise go? It was more like a boop. What was the noise when he hit you? Look at him. <laughs> he looked like Adam Sandler with a prosthetic nose. Yeah, that's what my buddy looked like a little bit. He's a homosexual gentleman, an Italian. Yeah, remember he had the rose in his mouth. He'd yeah. come out and you'd be even more humiliated when he kicked your ass. Yeah, my buddy and I used to get high together, that gentleman, and we used to, actually used to do steroids together back in the day on the side of the interstate, and we would, uh, and we were both bus boys. Well, he was a bus man because he was an adult, but we would do busing tables at the, at the steakhouse that had opened up, and I remember we got really stoned one night, went over to his place, and uh, Princess Diana had died, and I didn't know who Princess Diana was, you know, and... Um, you really didn't know who she was when she died? No idea. How old were you? I think 16, probably. Wow, you didn't know who Princess Diana was. That's interesting. Uh-uh. I mean, I, re- I remember at one point they had a beanie baby about her. That's the most, the most that they? I remembered. Yeah, she had her own beanie baby, I guess. That whole Princess Diana thing was strange, man. Yeah, well, especially if you didn't know who she was. And, like, I remember my buddy's mom crying and, like, people were just devastated i guess a lot of like southern kind of women were you she was an idol to a lot of those women kind of she was like elvis presley kind of well it was crazy that she got killed in a high speed chase where the paparazzi was chasing her yeah think about that it's crazy like if that happened here we'd probably be stoked about it depending on who it was though <laughs> you know like who'd they get <laughs> like they should get some of these retired nascar drivers uh, to be pops dude get them a camera uh, uh. Do you remember Get when... Get Tony Stewart a camera. He'll kill somebody, dude. Halle Berry got into a car accident and ran away. Just ran. Left the car and said, fuck this. Mm-mm. Figured it out with my attorneys. She took over. I remember because radio stations used to... Oh, Tom Likas. He used to play... Uh, he would have callers. They would call in. And uh, someone would go, Tom, take me out with a bong hit. And he'd play like bong sounds, like someone doing a bong hit. And he'd go, take me out like Halle Berry. And you would hear like cartoon <laughs> footsteps. <laughs> You know, like when you know in cartoons when someone's taken yeah. off, it has that. It sounds like a xylophone, <laughs> <laughs> and with little slaps to the ground. Like, yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Well, what would you do? You think if you got in a in an instance like that, was she messed up? You think as why she did it? She was under she the influence. She could have been. Yeah, she could have been. Who knows? Did you ever get caught up in any of that, Joe? No. Any of drugs and stuff? This was, uh, Whoa, Chris, what is this? Chris Brown's Lamborghini was found oh, a couple yeah. weeks ago. But what? It, was, <clears throat> it was his friend that drove it and just disappeared. That's They know it was his because it was like uh, registered to him. But uh, he wasn't driving. He wasn't in town. He apparently lets like seven or ten of his friends drive his uh, fleet of oh, really expensive mm. cars. And he just revoked <laughs> privileges after this happened. But oh, it got totaled. There's the one shit. side of it. But. That's I got fucked. Which van, pissed, which kind man. of Lamborghini is that? A uh, really expensive one. Yeah, you have a you have a, you have a pretty nice cars, man. I've seen some of your cars at the comedy club. Yeah, mine are older though. I don't have any. Uh, I don't. Ventador. Oh shit, that's like a three hundred plus thousand dollar car. Wow. Lamborghini Aventador. I want to say that's four hundred thousand dollars. Find out how much that fucking thing costs. Is it saying there? Should say right. Jesus oh, there he Christ. Is. Christ. Why do these rappers, I mean, they just always, why do they end up in so much strife, do you feel like, a lot of them? Remember what we were talking about earlier about us? Yeah. Same thing with them. 
Yeah. You don't make them. You don't make like a a, a big time rapper or, or a funny comedian or you know or a, a great fighter or any of these weird professions. You don't really make those things if you don't have some sort of pressure growing up. How much is that bitch? <gasps> Three hundred ninety nine thousand mm. five hundred dollars. God damn! And it says from. Yeah. That's like that's a stripped down oh, version. <laughs> MSRP. You can probably talk them down a little bit though. That's stock three ninety nine. <laughs> Three hundred and ninety nine thousand. You can't talk him down. You can't. No. He's got nice wheels on it too. Yeah. Those are those look like uh, aftermarket wheels. Those are dope. Mm. It's a crazy car. That's a that is an insane car for a human being to be able to drive. You can just go and buy one of those things. Is it scary driving a car that costs a lot of money? Is it like nerve wracking a little bit? For sure. Yeah. But it depends. It all depends on how much money you have. Right. You know, like a, for a Chris Brown driving that car, he's probably could afford 30 or 40 of them. Right. You know, so for him, it's probably not that scary. Right. And plus, there's something about that world, the rapper world, but he's not really a rapper, right? Would you call him a rapper? He's like a singer. Yeah. He could have been like Michael Jackson. Entertainer. He could have been. Just call him an entertainer. Yeah. There's something in that world where it's very valuable to be flossy. It's yeah. very valuable to have like Floyd Mayweather type watches and gold chains and like if you're a, a singer or a rapper, you know, like you represent a guy who's made it. Yeah. You know? Like Chris Brown represents a guy who pulls up in a Ferrari, you're like, oh of course he's in a Ferrari. He's Chris Brown. He's you know made what I mean? It. He's a famous entertainer dude. So for guys like that, you can't be pulling up in some fucking Toyota Land Cruiser, you know. Or Camry. Out. Camry's yeah. the worst. <laughs> I do it in a nice accord though. <laughs> Cores yeah. are very nice now. Is this his fleet of cars? Yeah, Forty-five million dollars wow. worth of cars. He's got forty-five million dollars worth of cars. What? That's what this said. Oh That's, my god! How? That's not. That could not be realistic. Oh, you think it's not? But he plays arenas, man. Yeah. If this dude's that's his house. No, that wasn't him. That was another guy. Is that his house down there? That one that you. The that's first not even picture? him, dude. Get your Ross. brothers right, dude. You gotta. Rick Ross. Set your brother filters a little stronger. Well, Rick Ross is a serious fucking Cadillac. That's a dope Cadillac. Who's uh? Is this his? This is his uh, house. house, but I was trying to find a Look at the house, though. Mm. Jesus Christ. That's well, nice, man. I could get a nice rest in it's there. A, a, you, get, you feel so peaceful. Yeah. But it's just the maintaining of that lifestyle is what breaks a lot of those guys. Yeah. Because you might make $45 million. You really might make that. Like, wow, that guy made $45 million. But are you going to make $45 million every three years? Because if not, you're going to burn through it in three years. Like, yeah. the way you're living, as soon as you stop making money, oh, you want you want to take time off and you want to write some new material oh yeah. you do oh that's weird because you got bills motherfucker yeah and you're chewing through money left and right and you just see some new crazy diamond studded watch at the jewelry shop and you're like gotta have it gotta have it it's a million dollars gotta have it boom you throw a million dollars it's a good investment you got a million dollar watch on you what in the fuck yeah dude i remember i lost two thousand dollars in a pyramid scheme when i was younger because i grew up in an area where there's a lot of pyramid schemes coming through how'd they get you um they just asked me for $2,000, pretty much, dude, and I gave it to them. What did hindsight. they say? Did they say, um... Well, they showed you this specialized sheet of paper. That's what they really called it, even. Specialized chart. Um, which, in hindsight, is the most... I mean, it's the lamest name for, like, a pyramid scheme. A specialized chart, you know? And then they had these different blocks, and the bottom row was green, and then yellow, and then r blue, and then red. And each time you put 2000 in, you got somebody else to put you money in, and then you sold your... And you kept moving up, and you, uh. And it literally was a pyramid, and you'd heard like the term pyramid scheme, and still fell for it, man. So in I hindsight, a, I feel I still miss that money a lot of times. I had an old boxing coach try to hit me up with one of those. Really? Yep. When I first moved to L.A., I was hmm. working out at this place in North Hollywood, and I was uh, taking boxing lessons from this dude. 
And uh, one day he came up to me with this, the clunkiest, shittiest pyramid scheme pitch ever. Because he wasn't like a good talker in the first place. You know? And he thought, oh, here's this guy. I was on a sitcom. Nobody was watching. Like, yeah. nobody knew who I was back then. It wasn't like he targeted me. I was just a dude at the gym that he thought was an actor and might have some money. Right. You know? And he's like, hey, I'm telling you, I'm like, I bought these rims on my truck. I got them from that. Yeah. I go, oh, yeah? How's it work? He goes, well, you put in money, and then after a while, you know, you get to take some of the money out, and you, you know, you can get a lot of money that way. I was like, what? Is this a pyramid scheme? He just looked at me, his eyes glazed over. I go, no, this is, this is levels. It's like you put in this. I go, it's a pyramid scheme. And we just stand there in the parking lot looking <laughs> at each other. There. And I go, I got to go. And so I leave, and then I never wor worked out at that gym again. I was like, well, I'm done. I can't come here anymore. And this fucking guy's trying to get my money. <laughs> Plus, he's a big dude, so it was kind of dangerous. Dangerous to say no. Dude, I used to work out with David Duke when I was growing up. Holy shit. We shared a back fence when I was growing up. Holy shit. And we used to go to, I mean, that's kind of, I don't know if you consider the Ku Klux Klan a pyramid scheme or not, but, um, and he dated, I worked at this seafood restaurant. I was a busboy over there, and he dated the prettiest girl that worked at this seafood restaurant. Was this when he was in the KKK? No, this was after his non-practice. And honestly, he seemed like a nice guy, dude. How many years ago was this? I mean, this is 1995, maybe. So that was when he was in the public eye. He was like a big deal back then, right? Wasn't that when, was it later than that, that he was like running for public office? Let me think. It was, no, when I was younger, he was running against Edwin Edwards, I believe, for public office. I was probably around 1990 or 88. I feel like he did some stuff after that, though, on a national level. Or was it on a state level? Was he running for governor or something like that? He ran for governor a couple times. Yeah, him and I remember the signs. It was because Edwin Edwards was a crook allegedly, and uh, David Duke was a racist. Yeah, and that's what the one of the campaign posters said: "Don't vote for the racist, vote for the crook." That was the campaign mm. Jesus poster that was everywhere. Jesus Christ! And the crook won. That man won. That's crazy. <laughs> but we used to go to the gym, and, he, and I'll tell you this: man, he was. You know, I'm not, I don't believe in his practices, but he was a... He was elected to Louisiana House of Representatives in 1989, and that year, the sitting representative resigned his seat to become a judge, mm. and Duke ran in the special election to fill his seat. The Daily Beast describes the race in writing. Uh, the off-year special election in which David Duke threw himself little media notice at first, oh, threw himself, oh, threw himself uh, little media notice at, no, notice at first who turned himself to as a, what? He touted himself as a pro-life fiscal conservative, was known as an ex-Klan member. He eschewed overtly racist language and instead pointed to crime in the city, criticizing affirmative action and minority set-asides. Hmm. Yeah, huh. I just did chest and tries with him, so I wasn't in all that. <laughs> you know, we just did basic workouts. Did he quit like a bitch when the reps got high? Dude, he was a, he was. He was he, an animal? He was, he was strong. He was really? a strong man, yeah, yeah. Probably a lot of people after him to kill him. Probably got to be on your P's and Q's. Probably. And he gave yeah. me direction. He just gave me direction, you know, and Did he, he didn't, yeah. Like how to do it right? He didn't conversate a ton, but he would, yeah, this mm. is how you do it. This is how you do it, you oh. know. Uh, Did you ever ask him about the clan? Mm -mm. I didn't ask him about that, dude. I wanted to try and meet his lady, dude. I was trying to mill around and see if I could smell a pair of her pantalones. You feel me, dude? Even when you were a little kid? I mean, at that time, I was 15, man. Oh, so it was, was kicking. Gorgeous. Really? Oh, my, How I was, was erect, she? bro. I've never been more erect than I was back then. Ever? Not Do you a, think that's what began your whole idea that pussies changed? Like, maybe she was so good that, like, regular girls 
Oh, I don't know. know. They can't possibly do that. So well, I think sober sex. I, sober sex is for children. I've always thought that, and I think that um, <laughs> the more you get adult, it just it just wears down, and a lot of this a lot of this pussy comes with a lot of extra just chatter and side items these days. It's just a lot. Is that David Duke and his girlfriend at the time? That's not the one, but she looks okay. She, she looks, looks like she's from like North good. Florida. She's kind of North Florida There's something hot. about a woman when a woman has an American flag bikini on that just takes it to the next level. Hell yeah, like, dude. That bitch is down. Yeah. She's down for you. That's not her either. But that's, Interesting. That's but, him there? That's him, yeah. Mm, the 92 vote. An interactive timeline. Look at that. But look how big he is. He's a big man. Look at the got wide shoulders on him. Like I said, man, you got to lift weights if everybody wants to kick your ass because you're a racist. You probably got to be ready at all times. You know, you pull into the wrong fucking convenience store at 2 o'clock in the morning, you might get the fuck beat out of you. Yeah, that's true. There's that dude. There's that dude. There's that dude. Man, I saw you on TV, man. You're that ex-KKK dude. (laughs) Like, what? Not me. (laughs) Why? 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 What are you saying? Picking up stuff from the laundromat. I'm I'm here to get a 40-ounce, cuz. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, that's crazy, man. You probably got to be real careful where you go if you're a guy like that. Yeah, man, I guess, dude. Racism was pretty popular, I feel like, where I was from, you know? Was it popular when you were growing up? Um, Boston was definitely more racist than San Francisco, but Florida was more racist than Boston for sure. Yeah. I saw, I, I heard way more racist shit in Florida, I think, than I did, way more than San Francisco. I remember I, I had to convince my mother that I did not know what the word nigger meant. Wow. I didn't know what it meant. And she was mad at me. She's like, you know what it means. I go, no, I don't. Tell me what it means. Yeah. Like she had to tell me what it means. I couldn't believe it. I was like, What? Because someone had said it at school. I was like, what? Like, I was trying to pretend that I, I knew what the kid was talking about. And then I got home and asked my mom. Yeah. She also got mad at me when I asked her how, how people had uh, made babies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she didn't think I knew. She thought I knew it. How do you think you knew all this she, stuff? She goes, uh, she goes I'm going to tell you. And you just got to laugh. I go, no, I'm not. And then she tells me. She's like, um, this, I was seven. I'll never forget this. I was in the car with my sister. And uh, she goes, man puts his penis in a woman's vagina. I'm like, mm-hmm. bah! <laughs> I fucking fell to the floor. Back then, we didn't even wear seatbelts, you know. I just fell right down onto the floor. I was slapping the fucking floor of a 1971 Barracuda. I thought it was the funniest shit ever. A man, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You make people by a man. She's like, I knew it. I knew you were going to laugh. I'm like, what the fuck's wrong with laughing? Well, you think there would be a more creative way, kind of a little bit, you know? Yeah. Like maybe you have to like hide some, like, like hide it in their ears or something. Like you got to sneak semen into somebody's ear when they're not looking or just something a little little bit more i don't know well it was a fucked up way to be introduced to it because i didn't know and i asked her and she said you're gonna laugh yeah you're just gonna (laughs) laugh and then i'm like is it funny like now you gotta tell me because i'm like now i gotta hear it i'm like no i'm not gonna and then when she tells me then i laugh it kind of pisses me off now thinking about it i was only seven yeah the fuck was i supposed to know yeah you weren't supposed to know at that point how the fuck was she but she was like don't you already know she just assumed i knew everything See, like, my mom wasn't big on lessons. Wow. She was like, you know. I'm like, I don't know. Tell me. <laughs> Dude, I remember her. I can't. Who would tell a seven-year-old? I know I know some 11-year-olds. I wouldn't even tell them that. How you make a baby? Well, I yeah. asked. I wanted to know. But I think a seven-year-old in 1974 yeah. was just way different than a seven-year-old in 2016 wow. or 17. Yeah. Seven-year-olds back then were little animals. They're little fucking savage monkey people. Yeah. We were, we were like monkey people. We didn't have any internet. There was three channels on television. You had to get up to change it with your hand. Yeah. It, One of your friends was missing. Yeah, people just disappeared. Yeah. They would go to the woods and they'd never find them again. 
You left the house. There was no, there was no fucking answering machines until I was in high school. Uh-uh. Nobody even knew where anybody was. No one had a portable phone until well into my adult years. Yeah, like you came back in the stuff from summer for school and just hoped everybody was still alive. You couldn't find. You had to go to your friend's house. You'd knock on their door. Hey, Mrs. Wilson's Mike home. Yeah, and they let you in. You're I like, prefer. hey, what's up, dude? Like, you had to find them. <laughs> hey, it's you. I know you. Let's go hang out, you know? We'd have to drive to each other, and you'd have to make very specific instructions. So come over to my house around yeah. 6 o'clock, yeah. okay? Beat Be the arm out in front, and I'll know, and I'll come out. Okay, okay. Yeah. And then you pull up, boom, boom, beep, beep. Mom, Mike's here, gotta go. Yeah. Remember that shit? It was awesome, dude. I, I, just, I, I just miss the old days when the only way to communicate you, like... It'll be in front of people. And just good information, like information you got through rumor and basically mystics or hope, you know? Well, here's the other thing. The communication we had was all looking at each other, right. or at the very least, hearing each other's voice on the phone. Yeah, and very little shit was done. Like if a girl broke up with you over the phone, ooh, that's cold blooded. Mm. She didn't even look at you. No, dude, she called me up. She said it's over, motherfucker. <laughs> but she had to make contact with you. At least she couldn't text you. It's over, bitch. Yeah, I'm fucking your friend right now. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> Like back then, you had to actually make contact. This is just not working out. And I need my space. No, yeah. you had to hear it. You had to hear it. You couldn't just look at it on text. And then you had to hang up in your house, and somebody in your house would be like, "Who was it?" And then you had to and like oh, expound to them yeah. what had just occurred, dude. And people would think it's hilarious. Ah, she broke your heart, pussy. <laughs> dude, I, I remember oh. this. Uh, we were after this dance one time, first time a buddy of mine ever hooked up with a girl. Um, he touched her genitalia after this dance, you know, we'd had Whoa. a dance at the school and he'd been touching her genitalia out in the woods actually. And he was our first one of our buddies to do that, you know? So she ends up leaving and we're all hanging out around the, at my buddy's house around this fire. And we're like, dude, what does it feel like? And we kept like doing different <laughs> stuff, like with our skin and our mouths and be like, does it feel like that? You oh know, my God. like trying to reenact a, a pussy, you know, right. like trying to just basically be a vagina for a minute. Whoa. And, uh, and then my buddy's father comes out, right? And he sees you guys making out. No. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, what's going on? We're trying to recreate pussy. Whoa. Okay. I'll leave you guys alone for way too long. You got some fucked up ideas. We're going to have to cleanse them. It's DIY pussy, He's, brother. That guy just breaks out the fucking liquor. The only thing I could do, Mrs. Michael, I had, I had to I had to get him so drunk they forgot what happened. That's it. That is. But uh, could you imagine? The dad goes, "Listen, sit the fuck down. Sit the fuck down." Comes out with a jug of whiskey. Drink, drink. You like the taste? Shut the fuck up. You want to be fucked up for the rest yeah. of your life, or do you want to forget everything that happened so far? Drink. That's uh, awesome, man. And he, I gotta stop. But the dad ended up smelling my buddy's hand, right? Where the pussy came through? Yep. And then... And he knew? And he, oh, well, we told, we told him what had happened. We, to, <laughs> we told him. <laughs> but that just shows you how bad our sense of smell is. You have to be that close to somebody's <laughs> hand. I know, like, know, a shark could smell your pussy when you're in, like ankle deep in the water. Yeah, it's a mile away. It's a medium rare in Key Biscayne. Isn't that some speculation about certain animal attacks occur when women are menstruating? Like the animals are more likely to attack. Is that bullshit or is that like some human human rumor? You know, some s- silly. I believe that, dude. I would attack. I myth. mean, if somebody's bleeding in your pool, you right. would attack them. 
I wonder. Yeah. I think about it like that. Like if somebody come to my house, they're bleeding in my house and don't right. even care about it. Well, you get mad. You're getting fucking attacked. Yeah. Whoa, you get attacked. Yeah, if it's in my carpet or something, you're standing if there. Girls, it's, if you have one of those 1970s shag carpet, all white. Yeah. Please take your shoes off at the door. Yeah. And this girl comes in with some old school gym shorts on and a really wanky ass pad, yeah. and she just starts <laughs> leaking <laughs> like a like a goddamn deer got hit with a rage yeah. broadhead, and she's leaking all over. She's leaking all over your shag carpet. What do you do? Do you attack her? Or do you help her out as a friend and just wash your carpet? <laughs> Dude, I think I you got to come on, man. Just no. get the woman a towel. You got to hire an archer. I think at that point, dude, I'm not. If somebody's doing that in my house, dude, they need to learn. That. I wouldn't do that to you. You don't do that to me, yeah, dude. Yeah, but it, you don't bleed like that. That's got to be a huge drag if women just bled. Yeah, but if you're purposely just drip dropping her in my living room mm. and you know that I love this carpet and you know that I probably can't afford new carpet. There was a there was this thing where these women were letting their periods run down their legs. Oh yeah, like in some sort of a protest. I forget what the protest was about, but I remember watching that. Going, we have absolutely failed as a human being if we are so in denial of the biological process that it's somehow or another a protest to let your menstrual blood roll down your legs. Somewhere there's been some serious errors in communication, if that's a statement. Yeah. If you're making a statement by letting period, like, it's either a, a massive failure on the side of men to not, under, like, communicate that it's no big deal, it's just a natural cycle of life, it's a part of life, it doesn't freak us out, it shouldn't freak you out, let's figure out how you can get tampons, let's make sure you get taken care of, just like the same way we make sure people have toilet paper in the bathroom, right? Right. You don't you just go shitting your pants in the sign of protest, right? right. It's, a, it's a hygiene issue. Like, it shouldn't be a, pro, a, a gender-based protest. Yeah. Like, how bad does our lines of communication have to get where women in any way think that letting your pussy bleed down your leg yeah. is reclaiming some sort of power. I like, don't think so. I think it's <laughs> I think it's tacky. <laughs> I do, man. I don't and I don't I honestly don't know a woman that would do it or really want to know a woman. I don't I, well, it's I mean, one thing if it happens by accident. It's not, it doesn't freak me out. I don't get freaked out by it. Yeah, periods, I don't get do freaked you? out by no. it. Some no. people do though, right? Yeah, I don't get freaked out by, you know, a period or somebody that kind of stuff. I just I don't know. Yeah, what's gone wrong with communication? Where that becomes a protest? Yeah, like I don't want. To, I don't want to. I don't. Maybe it's wrong of me to say I don't want to see that. Maybe that's what the protest is about. Well, I get it. I mean, I, I get it on both, all sides, but it seems so unnecessary. What was the uh, reason they were doing that? The protest. Yeah, it was really recently. Well, why aren't men protesting more about anything? Do you think? If you notice that, there's not as many men we protest. We have to work. Taxes, yeah, so. we're trying to get sex. Tampon tax? Yeah. That's it? Was, uh, UK oh, it was tampon in the UK? tax. How long ago was this? Pretty recently? Oh. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking of like more recent events. It's like a drip in. Is there I any more recent events that. where women protest by letting their menstrual blood run down their legs? Just Google that, please. And prepare for some inquiries from the FBI. Oh. <laughs> to see some footage you probably don't want to see. And they're going to come to your house. Yeah, I never. Uh, I remember protesting in college about uh, the soccer coach that had the girls' soccer team on creatine, Whoa. and I remember protesting about that. You protested? Yep, me and two of my buddies, and I even remember this uh, at the last minute. The coaches are out there, and like the meet the t local news is out there, like interviewing us. We all have signs, you know. Hmm. And and a handicapped fellow of mine, he was in a 
he was in a he had that Carl Sagan disease or whatever that is. Who's that guy who knows Stephen about the Hawking. stars? Stephen Hawking. He showed up in that van, you know, with the loudspeaker on, and he's like, "We got reinforcements." Mm. And then the little ramp came down, and he came rolling out with a picket sign. Wow! And then he died. Uh, he actually died. He died um, in the flood a few years later. That fella, but yeah, protested. He one died time. in the uh, Katrina flood. And he couldn't get his medication. Whoa! Fuck. You don't think about those kind of things, you know? Right. Medication gets denied to people, and they die. They become a casualty of the disaster. Fuck, man. So why was he giving the girls creatine? What's dangerous about giving girls creatine? It had just come thing? out, and we just did it. Like, people didn't know about it. It's like, remember the first time creatine hit the market? Everybody's yeah. like, you know, it creatine. Works. It yeah. definitely worked, but it made you gain a little bit of water. Water you weight. Get a little little chubby in the face. But what what is the uh, negative ass? Is was there a negative? The coaches side just effect? asking just the players know. to take it, and they didn't oh. know. Oh, oh! So the coaches didn't even know. Yeah, they just wanted some sort of an edge, and had it been established whether it was safe yet. Yeah. Oh, I see. And I was just kind of like, we got antsy and got out there and started protesting. Yeah, there's not a lot of protests going on, except. But when there is a protest, it's almost always liberal people that are protesting these days. Yeah, it seems to be like protesting. Like some speaker at some university, they'll you know have some speaker and they'll be protesting them, or you know it'll be uh, like the women's march, this big yeah. ass protest. Yeah, yeah. all these uh, protests against Trump, those yeah. are all left wing marches. People say that the Tea Party had some massive protests, but I can't find anything that shows there's been any numbers that were anything close to that women's march, especially in yeah. L.A. I found I heard- something that said there were speculated numbers that weren't proven of mm-hmm. upwards of one to two million people Where somewhere. At? Yeah, did oh, even one, one or two like places? One, yeah, did they have that many proven. people back then? Because I heard that Crowder they, they, that episode that you had long on. Ago. Yeah, but the thing is, like, when you're, when you're talking about that, like, you got to think of what's confirmed like what's conf- confirmed numbers like we have satellite images now yeah. that are that are different than what they had back then so like if you look at the uh like the footage they were talking about with the inauguration it's pretty clear when you look at the full 24 hour sped up footage of how many people were in the crowd versus how many people in the crowd for obama yeah. there was more people for obama it's pretty clear it looks like a massive amount of people when you look at it on the ground but overall and you look at the big picture from above, it's not as many people. So knowing that they tried to conflate those numbers, they tried to inflate those numbers and make it seem like, I mean, with a lot of people were saying it, and they even said it on television, that it was the biggest crowd for inauguration ever. We, really know now, we know now that's not true. Yeah. So maybe that was the same thing with the Tea Party. We really don't know. Yeah. It's tough to tell. Unless it happened tomorrow. Like if they had it tomorrow and you could use the same modern methods of determining you know, figuring out how many people in an area. Mm-hmm. But they said that they think there was 970,000 people at the Women's March just in Los Angeles. Wow. Yeah, I heard that's the biggest thing that ever happened. That's and crazy. they were all over the country. I mean, they were in all, pretty much every big city, right? Didn't it's, they have a bunch of them? Yeah. You think there was a lot of dudes who were like hoping that like there was an attack or something so they'd lose their wife or something, you know? <laughs> I don't know about a lot of dudes, but probably at least one guy. Oh, there's more than one, I bet. Yeah, it's 50. At least 50 guys. You know, there was some dude who, like, hugged his wife extra hard thinking that, like, some, you know, militant, you know, Islamic or non-Islamic group was going to get him, you know? This might be it. I guess, anyway. I've never been involved in any terrorism. Um, (laughs) I haven't. Me neither. Yeah? Uh There was some stuff going around uh, the end of last year with Mike Pence in a House bill about an abortion bill in Indiana. Which is bringing up some more stuff about the taxes on tampons all That's over the it. country. That's what it was. And so these girls were letting their menstrual cycles run down their legs. Is that the idea? Yeah. I uh, see. I don't like. I just. I'm okay with saying I don't like that. 
It well, makes me feel uncomfortable, and I can feel that way. I feel like I can't even say that anymore. Like, I'm on the girl side. Why the fuck are you raising taxes on tampons? Yeah. Like, you want to make more money off something that people have to buy? buy? That's fucked up. Yeah, that is fucked up. It's fucked up because you have to buy tampons, and men don't have to buy it. So if men decide, make them pay for the fucking tampons, well, here's a tax. They're just, they're just lazy and dumb trying to figure out where to shove taxes in that don't make any sense, like tampons. What do you, how about what else? Now? You going to tax vitamins, you piece of shit? What are you yeah. going to tax healthy food? Fucking assholes. Well, I would have liked seeing just something a little craftier. I feel like maybe take tampons, put them on the end of a arrow, fire them into the Capitol. You know what I'm saying? Like something that really, mm, you know what I'm saying? Salt, though. I know what you're saying, but that's dangerous. Yeah, I guess I just... Imagine if you died because you got hit with an arrow that had a tampon on the end of it. Like right through your eyeball, right into your brain. You drop dead, and it's sticking out of your head like a planted tree. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> But at least the blood flow stopped, right? <laughs> and at least you know what women go through. I, they had this group online for a while where you could put a tampon in your butt to know what women go through. Holla. So you had to put a tampon in your butt for like three or four days to kind of... Uh, um, no, they don't unless they're doing it wrong. Jesus Christ. You they don't used know what to. they go through? They used to put it in their butt? No, they had this group online about six or seven years ago where you put a tampon in your buttocks to uh, experience... So a man can experience what it's like to have at least something in his body yeah. all the time like that. Yeah, it's fucked up. Um, but you know what, man? There's a big problem also with like the shame of it. It's weird that people have. It's like so ignorant, yeah, silly. I agree. There's a shame of a period. Like, oh my god, I have my period. <gasps> Everybody run. You're like, what? Where do you think that started from, though? Do you think it's something that we learned or something yeah, that for sure ignorance? Yeah, ignorance. Um, like uh, Puritan values. This doesn't make any sense. Like, why would you be scared of periods? Because we all beat a period, didn't we? Isn't that what happens That's when right. you live? That's right. And we made it through. And what, 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 now what about you think about the IUDs and they have things like that now in women where they're stopping their periods. Is that scary, mm. you think, or not scary? Well, birth control pills do that. Women oh, yeah, cycle them true. off and on to get their periods back. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the birth control pills have positive benefits, though. Like some women take birth control pills for certain ailments. You know, like that was one of the big things that was an issue back when Rush Limbaugh got in trouble mm-hmm. for saying some girl was a slut because she wanted birth control pills to be paid for by uh, insurance. Mm-hmm. Remember that? And people got real mad at him. I mean, it just sounds like something he would say. Yeah, it was a big issue because I think some women, like for their own health, they actually need birth control pills and not just for uh, sex. Right. Women that don't even have sex, like it regulates certain diseases and issues that they might have. Mm. Yeah, so there's apparently more than one reason to take that stuff. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think I mean, I think they should, you know, they should be able to choose what they need, you know, like What's well, just crazy to tax it like the extra taxes on tampons. Yeah. Find yeah, it, it is find, find some money some other way. Yeah, or even just ask dudes, ask people. Say, yeah. "Hey, you know, women are having a tough time or we need extra money." Dudes are going to go fuck them. You think? Yep. I throw a couple extra dollars out there for a lady that needs a couple, you know? Good for you. Yeah. You got a good heart, Theo Vaughn. I don't need that dude. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I would, man. I would do that, dude. I believe you. You know? I mean, it's definitely, it's just, it's a, it's a necessity. Yeah. Like, whether tampons or maxi pads, it's some sort of a necessity. We're just lucky we don't have that an issue. But if that was an issue for men, like if men bled out of our ball sack, if our ball sack leaked once a month, mm-hmm. if that was the case, uh, you do you know how pissed we would be if they started making tampons and you had to tax tampons? Yeah. You, you're going to make more money off me and my balls bleeding? Yeah. Fuck you. We would be so mad. Oh. We would be fucking furious. We wouldn't handle it well, dude. If we had blood, if we had that, we would not handle it well, dude. I'd be scared. I'd probably stay indoors. 
I'd probably right. get nervous a lot. And we would definitely want birth control to be paid for by the government. Fuck In a heartbeat. Come on with that. That's true, man. That's a great way to put it, actually, when you really yeah. put it on yourself and see what you would do, you know? Yeah, that's why when you look at a guy like Mike Pence, who, you know, who's the vice president of the United States, respectively, but if someone told you he was a dickhead, you wouldn't be shocked Mm-mm. just by looking at him. He looks like every high school assistant, like, football coach, you know? Right. He's that crazy, like, who ended yeah. up molesting a, or, like, <gasps> dating a girl, you know? Ooh, those were, from, in my high school, it was a Spanish teacher. Really? Cool guy. We had a science teacher, really cool guy. Yeah. First dude that ever talked about kombucha. Uh, juice oh. was this science teacher of ours. He's like, it's going to be the future. Yeah. Oh, he goes, tough. it's going to be the future. And we're like, you're nuts. And then he wow. was almost ma- married to a girl. They busted him. How old was she? Oh, I don't know, man. Um, she was probably 16 or something. And I used to date, mm. I used to work for his brother, actually, the dude, because they had his wishing well company by us. And I used to work for them. Back I think, when wishing wells were more popular. I think when I was in high school, this dude got away with it. Like, I think it was like one of them legal deals. Like it was just legal, mm. just legal. But he was a cool guy. Yeah, he was a fun guy. And the seventeen-year-old girl and him hooked up, mm. and everybody found out. Well, I mean, could you see that happening though? Say you're a teacher and you're twenty-two at a high school. He was only twenty-five. He was yeah. twenty-five and she was seventeen. Mm. But he, we thought he was a hundred and fifty thousand mm. years old. <laughs> when you're seventeen and the teacher's twenty-five, you're like that dude is ancient. Yeah, like, he has damn, been around bro. for a quarter fucking century. Like, what is he doing? Yeah, I mean, he wasn't even, he was eight years older than this girl and he was banging her. Mm. It was crazy. Do you think that those laws are accurate, those age law, age, age limit laws for here's sexual wh- Here's why laws about consent get blurry. Yeah. Here's why. Because when I was 18, mm-hmm. okay, I turned 18. I had a girlfriend and she was 17. Mm-hmm. And when I turned 18, she turned 17 first. No, I turned 18 first and she was 16 for like a month. Mm-hmm. And then she turned 17. And... Her, I think it was her mother. White girl was, or not? White girl. Yeah. Her mother was worried that what we were doing was illegal because she uh, knew that we were having sex. I was lying to my mom. I didn't tell my mom, oh, I don't know what talk about, mom. Yeah. And she would come over to my house, lock the door in my bedroom. What are you doing in there? Even nothing, the- mom. Nothing. <laughs> well, mom, remember when you told me how it happens at seven? <laughs> yeah, I'm just yeah, that doing shit's that. going down. <laughs> but she kind of knew, you know, and she just didn't, you know, anyway. Um, there was a real worry and I got scared that I, w- I could get arrested. Yeah. I'm like, all of a sudden, we're not, we're, like, at first, like, when we first start, got together, she was 16, I was 17. And then, all of a sudden, I'm 18. And for, like, a couple months, it was super illegal, because it was two years. Did it feel better, because it was illegal? No. Scary. Scary. Dangerous. I was yeah. like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So, I could go to jail for having sex with my girlfriend when wow. I'm 18? Like, is that real? Like, a year? Because... One day you're legal. Yeah. Like if she's 17 years and 364 days, mm-hmm. she's illegal. The next day she's legal. So you're telling me some magic thing takes place over a 24-hour period right. where all of a sudden she's legal? That seems odd, especially if you're just 18 or 19 or whatever it is. It gets super weird if you're 70. Right. You know, if you're super old and you're sitting there outside the school going, one more day, sweetie. Yeah. One more fucking day. And rubbing your hands together. (laughs) Yeah. We'll go to Wendy's after. (laughs) Yeah. I got candy for you. Yeah. But, you know, it's just, it just, uh, like a hard law like that as to when consent occurs, when it was, when it's the age of consent, whether it's 18 or 17, and in some places it would be 16, and some places you could marry people at 13, it got real weird. Do you believe that like a 16-year-old and like a 30-year-old could fall in love? Do you believe that? I don't not believe it. 
Yeah. Because weird sh- people are fucking weird, man. Yeah. People are weird. And sometimes people get together and it d- defies all odds, but it works great. Yeah. Like there are people that have bizarre relationships where they're they're separated by vast distances in age, their personalities yeah, my own, are different. My own parents actually, when I really yeah, think about it. There you it. go. There 38 you go. years. Yeah. I mean, think about that. I mean, 38 years. That means when your dad just, just stop and think about that for a second. Your dad was 48. Your mom was 10. Yeah, that's illegal. That's crazy. I'm out. He's my age. Your dad was my age, and your mom was 10. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> yeah. I vote no on that, dude. Well, in that in your situation, it made Theo Vaughn though. Yeah. Nobody got hurt. But I, I think. But I guess yeah. I mean, yeah, that's weird. If you do, you feel like at that. Uh, uh, but it, like, when it was a 16-year-old boy. Here's where I would feel way less weird. It was a hot 30-year-old woman and a 16-year-old boy. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Got to be honest. Yeah. Feel less weird. I don't think it's ideal. Right. I don't think it's ideal for the kid. But what if he's 18? If he's 18 and she's 30, yes. Yeah, they had that famous case about the couple, I think, about 20 years ago. Remember that? Um 20 years or ago. Or 15 years ago, it was a couple. It was a woman who was dating her student. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they ended up getting married. I think they live in uh, Hawaii, one of the islands. Ooh. And she went to jail for a while, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh, did you ever to... have baby Jessica on here? Remember that person? Oh, that's a girl that fell in the well. Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever come on your podcast? No. Oh. Why? Why would you ask that? Why would you think I'd ever... Hey, kid, you fell in the well once. <laughs> What's it like that? now? Yeah. Mostly about <laughs> meth and sugar. <laughs> And then sometimes cornflakes. I just remembered her. I saw this video the other day. It's uh, it shows the video. It says it's an eighty-year-old man meeting his like twelve-year-old bride for the no. first time. Ugh. It's like an arranged marriage, and it's like no. the whole family's there at the house what? seeing it happen. And this is real. He's like meeting her, and she looks like she's wants to die. She looks and super he's, sad. He's eighty years old. That's what and it he's says. Meeting I, her for I don't the first really time. Is, that's, yeah, that's what it says is going on. Whoa. Here. And what is she reading? Something? I don't even want to see that. Yeah, dude. That's 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 that's. Those I, I don't know. Marriages are terrifying. Yeah, that's got to stop. I mean, does it have to stop? I don't know. I don't live there. Well, it's just it's, it's like. been going on from the beginning of time because people have been oppressed. But now it's the first time you can broadcast it to the whole world, so they look at it through their standards versus right. the standards of the people that live in that area. So do you that's, think that's fair? That's no, safe idea or not? No, it's one hundred percent not yeah. fair or safe and scary. It's ancient. It's antiquated. It comes from like these uh, these cultures that have not caught up to our own current perception of the of, of of civilization of life you know that you should let people do whatever the fuck they want to do and there's no way that kid wants to do that do you think at some point we start to like like at what point is technology like not good for us anymore this has been on my mind a lot recently like mm. it's just making me think about that like at what point is it that if we want to survive as humans still like at what point do we uh, you know i don't know if stop it or not stop it but what do we do mm, i know because i feel like it's taking over so quickly that we're not going to be human we're not behaving very i mean we'll still be human but our behaviors are going to be nothing we're just going to be running little systems yeah we're operators yeah no i think what you're feeling and thinking is what a lot of people feel and think it's a pretty common subject a lot of people are talking about it. a lot of people have perceptions and ideas and fears and projections of what they think are going to happen. And no yeah, one really scary. knows. No one really knows. But for sure, the way we live right now is super alien to the way the people that lived when your dad was born. Lived. Yeah. And that's just, you know, a generation ago. I mean, really, if you really look at what it really is, like your dad, like one, skip one, go to the birth, your dad. That's crazy. I mean, that is an insane amount of 
innovation and change. Yeah. And once we start becoming integrated with the computers, you know, once they become a part of your body, that's when things are going to get so fucking strange. I mean, Is that going to happen? There's a, there's a guy. Fuck. Did we play it on here? There's the guy, guy who has the uh, artificial legs that are powered by neurochemicals. Oh, I'm out, dude. We're doing that. Did you play that after the podcast? Yeah, I showed you after the podcast. Let's put I... it on. Put it on uh, for, for Theo because this is the craziest fucking thing ever, man. They figured out a way to make these artificial legs that work like real legs. Oh. Like for the longest time, they've been awkward and maybe strange and they may got better and they made some artificial limbs for veterans that... Yeah. We're, we're pretty passable, and they can even walk without a limp if they pulled it off correctly. But now, now they've come up with something that you're controlling with your mind. Oh, my and God. And it's like a machine. And they have, they're essentially bionic. They're like bionic legs. And these are functional. Like, they have real people that have these artificial legs attached to their body, and there are neural impulses. The normal impulses that trigger, you know, tissue movement on a regular person. Make it happen Look on at them? This. No. Look at this guy. Hugh Herr is the father of bionic revolution. He has uh, designed his own prosthesis. He lost both of his legs in a climbing accident. Mm. So this guy engineered these artificial legs. Climbing up a knife, huh? He was 17, and he decided to become an engineer. Found a solution to the problem. It'll do away with outdated prosthetics, which he had been given. Oh. So this guy developed these legs that make him walk. Like, he's walking with shorts on. Look at look at how they're injecting it into. It. They can feel and move from signals no. from the brain. No, yeah, it's amazing, man. This guy is moving it. Anyone can use them. He can dance with them on. He can run. Look mm -mm. at that. Mm -mm. He's fucking running. You can run with them. You can go upstairs. The coming together of man and robot. I mean, and this is again oh, human look. limitations. Oh, look she's at this age. That's his daughter. Oh. She's riding his back, bro. Did you see that Boston Dynamics robot they showed the other yesterday, or it's going no. on right now? I have no. Right here. Play that, because it's one day a human is going to get these legs like this Boston Dynamics Watch robot. It. Watch it jump. That's a man? No, no it's, it's a robot. a robot. It's like a Terminator robot. It can jump like six feet in the air or some shit like yeah, that. Yeah, see, wow. it's just a matter of time carry before shit. people take their feet off and put these fucking things on and roll down the highway. And we're going to choose those demon legs, those backwards horse-type <laughs> legs. Because apparently they're more efficient. They're more efficient springs, but and you sit down on them in a better way. Does that scare you? Does that scare you when you watch it, when you look <laughs> yeah, at it? it depends on how high I am, but right. I'm pretty high right now. <laughs> Are you? Um, it fairly scares me. Yeah, it, it scares me because it's, um, it's change, and it's radical change, and it's probably coming at a, at, a, at, a, at a pace that we can't really manage. Yeah. Now, that's what I think is the scariest thing about the change that we're experiencing right now. It's happening so fast, we're not going to be able to manage it. Is we're it not going to be able to predict whether or not it's a good thing or a bad thing. And even if it, we do predict that it's a bad thing, we're not going to be able to stop, stop. it. We're addicted. There's, well, there's a crazy race going on. We don't exactly know what the goal is, but there's a crazy race to innovate, to keep coming up with better and better stuff. Whether it's better laptops or better computers, but it's all leading somewhere. We're not exactly sure where, but we're chasing the best product available possible, and that contributes to this so, this sort of matrix of technology. This in, in, in incredible sort of um, this uh, environment. Well, if you looked at like the yeah. technology, if you looked at it as like a like a life form. Mm -hmm. it's, it's evolving quicker than anything we've ever seen ever. Oh yeah, you know, I mean, everything else from the chimps that we were talking about earlier to bugs to the snake that was eating a snake, they all evolved 
they've all slowly changed. There's been natural selection. There's been random mutations. There's been all sorts of factors that allowed them to get to the state they're at today. But we've never seen anything like technology. Yeah. I mean, from my, from my day... I had a computer in 1999 or something like that. It had like a four gigabyte hard drive, and I mm-hmm. thought it was the shit. Can't even believe this, dude. Four gigabyte. Now your phone has 128 gigabytes. Now every new phone that comes out is going to be even bigger and bigger. They're going to have 300, 260 gigabytes and fucking uh, uh, terabytes. Laptops have a terabyte on a regular basis now. I don't know what that is. It's a thousand megabytes. It's That's fucking too much. insane. We, we have this incredible environment now where everything is getting better all the time whether it's cars or tvs or phones and it's happening right in front of us we're just sitting there watching it and we're helping it we're helping it we're feeding it when when the nudist shit comes out you can't wait there's a line outside the apple store please please show me what's going to replace me do I get to see it yet? No. Wow. A little step closer. Look. Use your fingerprint. This one takes your fingerprint. fingerprint. The next one takes your DNA. Yeah. The next one you blow into and it powers it. It literally feeds off your breath. And the next one's an electric chimp that takes your dick, son. The next one goes right up your ass like a fucking tampon. And, and then we're done. Yeah. They have one that wraps around your wrist now. Nokia just came out with one. It's crazy. What is you it? Walk, they, they have a cell phone mm-hmm. and you walk right up to your fucking wrist and go like that. Whap, and it slaps like one of them little rubber band yeah, things that kids have slap bracelets yeah slap bracelets and it just slaps around your wrist and has a flexible screen you could look at your screen on your wrist while it's like showing you your email and who's calling i remember when radar came out and that was the big thing around us radar i remember that people loved radar dude they got radar remember you when know? you had radar detectors like, yeah. oh motherfuckers yeah aren't getting me dude my buddy oh yeah <laughs> Dude, one of my buddies used to just uh, drive around the grocery store and just hear it beep when he went by the uh, electric doors in the Always. front. Always. Mine still does that to this day. Yeah, I he would a, do that. I have a radar detector. That's awesome, dude. Yeah. Yeah, I miss the old days, man, sometimes. You know, I'm not like a, you know, one of those naysayers that believes that the future isn't going to happen, but I surely miss the old days. I miss I miss old diseases. I miss old, <laughs> uh, I, I miss old when people, you know, had ailments and handicaps and it was just part of life, you know, well, and everybody wasn't fixed and corrected. That's still the case for now, but eventually yeah, we're going to have those much. bionic legs. That's everybody gets nice teeth. Everybody got soap. Everybody got... You don't want that? I, I, want, I want some people that are a little different. Dude, I remember they had a dude who'd broken his neck and he just... Or his clavicle and his shirt just never... He was just the dude whose shirt never fit the same way, you know? And that mm. was just who he was. You know, he wasn't... You know, they never... You kind of wore your... You wore your life with you a little bit more, mm. if that makes any sense. It does. It does make sense. Or if you got rabies or something and you lost a limb or if you got, you know, or, you know, you just, you didn't have bionic legs, you know, you had like crazy prosthetics that somebody had, you know, this one dude in Tucson had cigarettes he kept in his leg one time and he had an (laughs) ashtray built in the the side of the other one and he would cross his leg over and. Really? Yeah. And it just, I don't know. I guess I missed a little bit of that. If I was that guy, I'd be like, well, fuck that. I want to get some bionic legs. Wouldn't you? That's true. I don't, I'm not that guy, so I don't know that. Yeah. But if I you guess, were that guy, you would want the bionic legs. Like, just you don't want to become that guy. If you yeah. do, you want to become that guy with the cigarette in his cigarette leg? Limb? No, I you don't, don't want to become so. that guy with the ashtray in your thigh. You don't want to become that guy. You want to be the guy with the bionic legs. If you're either one of those guys, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I guess so. I guess maybe I just missed the visual. I was, maybe I just missed that time, and it was just things seemed a little slower. Well, people always long for the past. Yeah, yeah, that that feeling of nostalgia, especially to people that never really totally felt secure during that time, sort of romanticize that time. You know, I used to date this one girl. She used to vacillate between her childhood was this amazing dream 
and her childhood was hell. Mm. You never, like, you never get a straight answer out of her. Like, either she would tell you that her childhood was this terrible, terrible life that was just constantly filled with stress and pressure and yelling and fighting and everyone was poor and no one could pay the bills. And then sometimes she would describe it and it would be like this wonderful, magical time hmm. and everything was beautiful and amazing. And if she could only go back then when life was simple, I'd be like, what in the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> she gotta, you have this like delusional perception of the past that you occasionally adopt. Right. But for the most part, you're, you're talking about your childhood and the scars that it's left with you and they fuck with your head all day long. But then occasionally you'll pull out some bullshit version of your life and like, like you're looking at some uh, like, like a memory scene in a movie where yeah. everything's blurry and perfect music is playing is it like, a survival skill or is yeah. that just something where she's nuts you think she's definitely nuts right yeah she's definitely nuts but it's also a survival skill i think people that grow up in horrific childhoods especially they have a way of uh longing they long for that past they long they have so much nostalgia that they distort their memories but memories are fucked up anyway man yeah it's crazy how they alter as you get older yeah and you can alter you can almost if you plant the seed now of what could be a memory later, it will almost become a real memory later. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? I do. Yeah. You you could definitely manipulate your own brain. That's crazy, dude. You can't even trust yourself these days, dude. Well, I, any. Any day. The human memory is not designed to recall the past in perfect order. It's designed to remember what's dangerous and what's not. Keep moving. Who do you like? Oh, I like Theo. Hey, Theo. What's up, dude? I know you. You know what I mean? Like you're you're around people that you trust and care for. You remember that you you remember things that they did bad. That guy fucking hit me with that rock, that piece of shit. Yeah. And you start thinking, but we're not designed for these long term strategies for the world and remembering what the fuck happened thirty years ago when you were in high school or whatever. You know. Yeah. So you're not going to remember all that stuff. And well, if you do, it'll be all fucked up and jumbled up in your brain. It won't be accurate. Do you like? There's a. Have you seen that show Black Mirror? It's about. Yes, um, I've seen a couple episodes. Two episodes. There's an episode where uh, the woman's a woman's husband passes away. And they have enough audio of him online where she can now it's they can take all that audio and mix it together and she can now talk to him online because enough of his voice is in the internet and you Whoa. having this can you even imagine you're going to live you could potentially be interviewing people forever Joe. Whoa. Even after you're gone, bro. Yeah, and but it still won't work because I don't. I wouldn't know what I would, it would have to be an actual. Like if you were going to listen to someone in a podcast interviewing someone, it would have to be the actual person because you don't really know what they'll say. I don't even know what the fuck I'm going to say. But they'd have the best database of somebody like you, to be honest. Yeah, they've got a good database, but at the end of the day, right? It's not real time, and it's not yeah. based in the. It's not in the moment at all. Yeah. But I thought that that was pretty fascinating that they could even do it. It is. It's only the beginning of what they're going to be able to do. They're going to be able to recreate your thought patterns to the point where they could recreate how you would feel and think. And I think how you feel and think is a lot of time dependent upon your health. Yeah. Like there's been really many times where I was just really tired and I just wasn't the same person that I would be if I was really awake. Yeah. You know, so who is that? Am I the same guy? Well, because if you put me in the same scenario with the same person make, saying the same thing, right. I would have a different reaction to it based on how I feel. Which is one of the reasons why I think it's so important to optimize your life, like your physical health. Yeah. It's so important to have as much energy as you can all the time. Agreed. So that when you're talking to people, you have a positive, excellent response to it. You have like a good feeling. You take it in, like wh whatever you experience in life. You don't want to be weighed down by your physical body mm -mm. to the point where you don't enjoy the experience as much as you could if you were feeling healthy and happy. Yeah. And where the best part, you can't even get to the surface to like be there to right. resonate with the other yeah, person. Yeah, you're cranky. Oh. It's tired. the worst. Yeah. You're hungover, man. Ugh. That's the worst. Ugh. That's why I don't drink, man. I quit drinking it because that hangover, I just couldn't take it, man. It's the worst drug. They think they've got to fig they figured out a way to cure hangovers. 
Some guy said that by 20, I think it was like 2020, they will have cured hangovers. They figured out some some new method to cure hangovers. So like what, literally. So what separates us? I mean, you say you know you're talking about all these things about the future because you really seem like a future man. You know, I'm a future man. Yeah, I'm gonna make a new shirt. It's future man. <laughs> now they have a cartoon I think called Future or something. But, <laughs> Futurama. Um, yeah, Futurama. <laughs> That's a woman, I think. <laughs> might, might be Spanish. But what I'm saying is, at what point are we no good anymore? Well, we're not going to be this anymore. I don't think it's a matter of us being no good. I think you could pose the same question to Australopithecus, however many hundreds of thousands, if not millions of years ago, those fuckers were created. If you went back then and talked to those people with a sort of kind of people or communicated in some weird fucking grunting form about what the fuck's going to happen a million years from now, they'd, they'd be like, whoa, we're not going to be us anymore. Well, I'm going to have clothes on. I'm not even going to be the same. That's true. Oh, huh? my God. I'm going to get in a car. I won't even walk places. Oh, my God. I'm going to fly in a plane. You mean I'm not going to have to freeze to death <laughs> in the middle of the co- fucking Rockies as they try to cross? Oh, my God. No. I mean, we change. Everything changes. It's- We're going to change just like monkeys change, just like you know our, our past ancestors changed. Will we be okay, do you feel like? Or do you we feel don't, like- We won't be us. That's what we won't be we. Right. Because we'll be a different time. It'll we'll be, be a different, different thing, man. We're right. going to be a different thing. It's the, why Jordan can't play Kobe, because they just weren't the same at the same time. Like Right. But if you could get a time machine and put them together, it'd be fascinating, right? Yeah. But they can't, and they don't, and the thing keeps going. The thing keeps going. The thing does not wait. And you are a part of the thing. You know, we look at the thing in terms of, like, iPhones. I don't want an iPhone 1. Yeah. Take that piece of shit and throw it right in the fucking ocean. But back in the day, that iPhone 1 was the shit. Oh, the future, Look man. at me. Yeah. My phone's got aluminum on the back of it. Look at that shit. Like I'm touching put, it. Yeah. I make it work when I touch it. It's got a camera built in. I can get online. Like you can get online. Slow as fuck, but you can get online. Remember yeah. that? Whoa, those are good times, man. But if you got one of those today, you'd be horrified. You'd be like, this slow, clunky piece of shit. Yeah. How the fuck did this thing ever make it? Probably beat your spouse with it. <laughs> you know? That's how much you wouldn't care about it, dude. <laughs> you would fucking hate it. You'd skip it across a lake. I guess I'm just nervous that I'm not going to be needed anymore in the future, you know? As a comic? Yeah, sometimes as a comic I think about that, but also just as like a human. Well, you'll, you'll be something. Whether or not needed is what you need. You know, I don't know if needed is what we all need. We, we think we need needed because we don't like to feel unneeded or unnecessary. So we right. would like to be desired. So we want to be needed. Right. Eventually, we're going to have to probably replace that with fulfilled. Replace that with uh, joyful, with uh, gratitude, with enjoying the experience. That's yeah. going to be that's a tough sell, too. Who knows? There's going to be some changes. We're, we, we might eliminate emotions. That might, if I was going to engineer something, mm-hmm. right? not me, but if I was someone looking to ultimately innovate and get us past where we are now as a species, like mm-hmm. if there were certain leaps and bounds that the human race is going to have to make, one of the big ones I would have to say is we are always tripped up by our emotions, man. Yeah. We're constantly tripped up by anger and jealousy and desire. Mild and racism. Mild racism or serious racism or, you know just distorted perceptions of reality that are caused by the ego not looking at things accurately to protect you from the reality of who you are versus who you like to pretend you are yeah all those different variables can hold back people right Mm -hmm. now if they come up with a way to ensure this ultimate bliss state without any attachment to emotions almost like you exist in a state of constant um ecstasy like Taking the drug ecstasy. Yeah. Like a, but an intelligent, crafty, 
ecstasy. Like thought-provoking, moving forward ecstasy with no emotions attached to it and no, no jealousy and no anger. Boy, who's going to not go into that? Like, do you want to be a chimp? Do you want to go back to chimp days when you biting each other's dicks off and biting your fingers off and killing each other and eating each other? Is that what you want to do? Or do you want to go forward? Well, if you want to go forward, I don't want to do that. It might be several steps until we get there, but I think ultimately we may very well reach a point where we do not have emotions as we know them today because they're not necessary because they're biological artifacts of a time where we were living tooth, fang, and claw trying to protect ourselves from other organisms. And that, we might surpass that. We might reach some new state, and that might be the main tool or the main ingredient, the main element that we introduce into the human species that allows us to take it That's to our some medium. godlike level. That becomes like our new medium, kind of? Yeah. I mean, if you, you, if you become something that you would never imagine exists now, like something that can engineer the future, something that can change a body, turn, turn some th- someone into something that you've never experienced before, mm-hmm. make a mind infinitely more powerful than the minds that we currently experience as the greatest minds on Earth. Damn. If that's all engineering, if that's all possible. You think our feelings will be like in a museum? Nope. I think it'll be a relic. It'll be a relic just like uh, wearing no clothes is a relic. I mean, you can go back to the Amazon right now and you can find people that not, aren't wearing any clothes. Undiscovered tribes. that they're, just, they're going in there and logging and they discover these fucking people and they're shooting bows and arrows at helicopters with cameras on them. Yeah, eating termites too. I've seen yeah. some of that. Yeah. Yeah. Every, whatever the fuck you can. Stay alive. That's all a relic, oh, right? Christ. This makes me nervous sometimes. We're going into the Matrix. Theo Vaughn. We're going into the Matrix. It's happening. I'm going to get my stuff first. <laughs> <laughs> what would you bring if I said, hey, dude, you can go in the Matrix, but uh, you can bring three things? I'd have to bring a picture of my family, and then I'd have to bring probably – I'd bring probably some water. <laughs> <laughs> I would. You think you'd need water in the Matrix? I'm not going to be the guy without it in there. <laughs> Imagine if you're yeah. the only one smart enough to bring water. You're like, well, everybody hold the fuck on. Yeah. I don't have enough water for all of us. Yeah. Come on, you- Theo, I need some of that water. <laughs> and you give it to someone there. And you're no. like fighting them, trying to get the water back. They're like, fuck you. I'm taking the water. A brother. It sounds like a brother would drink all the water out of my grass, man. Mm. I'd probably give it, and I would take a knife in there, like a small knife. A small one? Yeah. Or maybe a toothbrush. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you're the only person with a freaking nice grill in the Matrix? You're getting some puss, bro. Ooh, you think you get pussy in the Matrix from having a nice grill? I hope so, man. Or I, I don't know if I care about that. I just, I don't want to be in there without some of my little bit of a creature comfort. Because if I'm, if I'm feeling right. uncomfortable while I'm there, because if I take my same feelings and I feel uncomfortable when I'm in this Matrix. I understand. Then I don't want to not at least have like something to clean my teeth or to, you know, maybe like a, like a scarf or something. Something to make me feel... Right. More comfortable. I, d- I totally know what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to be the dude in the matrix. I mean, what would you take in there? You could... I would s- assume that it, physical objects would be useless. So I would just go. Oh. But the oh. water might be a good idea. Boom, boom. Now you we're know? even, huh? I mean, might just be. splitting the water in the matrix, dude. I think the real problem is, is your life force, is what you are inside, like is a soul real? And what if they can scientifically isolate the soul? If they can, fi- if science figures out a way, like I know we didn't used to know what a subatomic particle was. We didn't used to know what a cell was. We didn't used to know the difference between multi-celled and singular-celled organisms. But now we do. Right. What if one day we get to a point where like, we've isolated 
the cell in a human. You can see it the same way a dog can see that magnetic field. Right. We've isolated it in people, and we know what it is. And you can actually take it out of your body and transfer it into the matrix, and you will live now in the matrix, but your physical body will cease to exist. And what if that's what happens when you die? Right. What if that's exactly what happens when you die? What if that's why the DMT is released in your mind and you blow through this kaleidoscope of geometric patterns mm-hmm. to this other place? What if that is exactly what happens? I believe that could happen. That feels most realistic to me. But also, I think you could come back and be reincarnated. You could probably bounce back and forth between the two. Why not? I mean, if you can be born, why can't you be born again? And yeah. People are like, there's no evidence. I know there's no evidence. And you know, but there, you also know it's, that you're alive. Yeah, that's okay? the only evidence we have, is that we've been here yeah. already once. Yeah. So it seems most likely that that would occur again. I don't know about most likely, but totally possible. Would you if go you, in if the a ma- person can exist at all, mm-hmm. if you can exist at all, mm-hmm. If whatever the fuck consciousness is exists in the form that is Theo Vaughn, mm-hmm. you're telling me that you're absolutely sure that it doesn't pass through to some next dimension when the physical body deteriorates in this one? You don't know that. I mean, it, you might be right. You might be right. This might be the end. People that are like nihilist, they're like, the end, your body dies, and that's it, man. Yeah. You might be right, but you don't know that you're right. So even saying that your body dies and that's it. The, the reason why I have a problem with that is, A, you don't know, and B, the fact that you exist at all is fucking crazy. Amen. The fact that we can talk right now. Oh, the it's fact baffling. that people are listening. There's people right now on road trips right now. You people out there. Yeah. In that car, listening to this shit right now, laughing with, children, with your friends. And they have children. Probably too high to drive. Damn. Adults too, dude. You, you are a part of this. We're all a part of this. The fact that we can experience each other at all. And the reason why we're so fucked up as a culture, one of the big reasons why we're so fucked up as a, as a civilization is that we're somehow or another ignoring the mystery of being alive as yeah. being this crazy, bizarre, and w- wonderful and powerful thing that just that you're alive just that you're hearing these words, just that you and I are speaking these words, just that's how a guy like Donald Trump gets into office. Yeah. That's how things like this happen when the world gets tossed into chaos. Communication. We're all baffled. Yeah. We're baffled by it all and still figuring it out on the fly. And we're stuck with these archaic models of government and control that were designed back when people were riding rafts across the fucking ocean with the power of the wind. I mean, literally, that's Sawyer, what they were yeah. doing. Tom Not Sawyer Tom Sawyer, but... Um, Huckleberry Finn? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm thinking of something else. The Mayflower. The Mayflower. Yeah. yeah. Pinta, the Santa Maria, all that shit. Um, I mean, we are bizarre. But just being alive is very strange. People don't meet up and talk about it enough then. We don't have time, man. That's the other thing. We've given ourselves busy work in creating these objects. And buying these objects, we're creating these objects. If you, Even if you're not, well, I don't work in technology, so your theory doesn't work. Yes, you do. You work to buy technology. You don't think you work in technology. But your labor, no matter what you do, I don't care if you change tires, your labor is helping technology innovate. Because you're going to buy a new phone. Yeah. And if you're going to buy a new TV and you're going to buy a new computer, you're helping. You're all feeding. You're working towards technology. You just don't think you are. God. But everybody is. Fuck, man. I'm just nervous now. (laughs) But Theo, right now, there's no need. See, I think that's part of the trick of life, is that it's always going to feel like, oh my God, this is crazy. This is going to end. But you got to enjoy it while you can. You got to enjoy this, because right now it's not ending. Yeah. I had a dream the other night. It was a fucked up dream, man. Do you get a choice before before we move on? Do you get a choice if you move into that matrix or not, do you think? Who the fuck knows? Who knows? Who knows? Maybe you get a chance to just stay in limbo. 
maybe get a chance to go into that DMT world and just dance with the elves for all eternity. Yeah. You might. Or you might relax and give in to love so much that all of a sudden you're opening your eyes and you're looking at your mother and you're a baby and you start from scratch. Yeah. And you try to do it right this time. I'm going to go to Moscow, dude. That's where I want to go. You want to be born in Moscow? No, I just want to go there. Like, if you can do that at all <laughs> at the end, you know? Like, if you get a pick up one more spot you haven't been, you know? Imagine how vulnerable you would feel if you were reborn as a baby and you were in any way aware that you already lived this life. Like, oh, my God, I got to do this again? Oh, I don't think so. I think if you got to look at your mother, I think you'd just be so filled with how much love you probably have for her. That's, you know? a good, that's a good attitude. That's a good perception. Maybe. It's interesting, though. That's, that's fascinating to think that what if you got to just have just a moment of like through a baby, or just like through a baby's eyes or through your mother's eyes to see what you looked like or through, like if you got to just go through to see what the the roots of it all were, you know? What's the matter, Jamie? Have you ever heard the stories of uh, like three-year-olds, past lives they've tried to tell or parents say that their kids have told, started saying really weird yeah. things? And I always think those people are full of shit. They, uh, they I, don't, I don't know if that's ever been true. Why don't you find out? I, see I, if well, you, I mean, you can't, it's hard to prove them because they all seem very anecdotal. But, but like, see if there's any like real good, legitimate New York Times source of a yeah. baby starting to speak Spanish when it's born in Germany or something like that. They busted a man in our town. He was trying to be a ghost. Uh, to, <laughs> he was to try to make money for his hotel to get it on the haunted tour. Oh, God. And they called him impersonating a ghost at night. <laughs> that is, has there ever been a fucking genre of television that has been more fruitless than ghost hunter shows? I know. <laughs> Dude, I know. <laughs> Dave Mattel is one of my favorite jokes. What is it? He, I saw him last night and he says, he goes, ghost hunting, it involves two of my favorite things, wandering around aimlessly <laughs> and disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! This every one of them is like ends up in a basement yeah. with black light. Like they try to they use night vision, and then they always cut to commercial. What was that? And then they cut to commercial. Like da da da. We'll be right back. And we need black ghost hunters. Where are the black ghost hunters at, man? I know that black people don't like magic and ghosts, but you got to get some brothers and sisters out there on the hunt. Because if anybody could find a ghost, it's a black woman. Dude, I used to have a bit about that when it came to Bigfoot. Did you? Yeah. I was like, here's one you don't find when you go looking for Bigfoot. Black people. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, you are more likely to find Bigfoot than you are black people out looking for Bigfoot. <laughs> <laughs> that is a white man's folly. Black people are like, yeah, go ahead, dude. Go have a good time in the woods, you fucking idiot. You're looking for some shit that you don't even know is real? I'm going to be the guy. I'm going to be the guy. I am the explorer. I am the discoverer. I'll be up there on that mountain like a real man. <laughs> but have you ever uh, have you ever went to look for a treasure or something? I love buried treasure and stuff like that. I've never heard of a treasure being in any area that was feasible for me to go look for it. Yeah. So no, I've never been involved. I see you getting out there one day. <laughs> never found any treasure, man. Yeah, I would think that would be a crazy thing, though, to be one of those dudes that finds gold from one of them sunken Roman ships. Yeah. Because they found, like, millions of dollars in gold at the bottom of the ocean in those oh, yeah. sunken ships. That yeah. apparently, they used to sink all the time in certain parts of the world. Well, think about it. They're pieces of shit, and they put all their money on them. Yeah. Well, it's like investing in, it was like, the, it was like the stock market crash. It was like, our, it was like our market crash. Yeah. Boy 5 claims he lived a past life as a woman who died in Chicago fire. Whoa. That's easy, though. Can this, you find a, a bunch tougher of stories one? like this that they had... It's not proven against it. People have looked into it. Huh. People comment on it. So he just had this idea that he was. I mean, he. he but it was a, a real person. Yeah, like he. And he had the he had the details. Yeah. A hot chick too. It looks like. What were we just talking about Sorry. just before that happened? Um, we we're talking about Fuck. aliens looking for ghosts. 
Yeah, fuck, I lost my train of thought. Oh, and then we're talking about Bigfoot, and then we're talking about people going in the woods looking for Bigfoot. Well, it's just something about people that go and looking for things that aren't there and, and wanting to be about the treasure. person to discuss it. Yeah, yeah. People want to discover shit, right? Whether it's UFOs or conspiracy theories or they want to be the one who cracks this wide open. Yeah. Like even like escape rooms. That's why people love to go do those escape room things where you go and, you know, it's usually a group of, honestly, it's a lot of, it's kind of a Filipino atmosphere over there. And they, <laughs> you go there and they do the, um, you know, you go and try to break out of the room. And even when you're in the room with people you don't know, you immediately want to be the one to crack the code. Mm. And yeah. do, you, do you think that that partially like kills a little bit of us as as men and, and maybe as people that everything feels like it's been discovered a little bit? Like, yeah, for sure. There's like part of us that longs for like the ability to be the person that figures some shit out, right? Or finds some shit, or just, I mean, that's what probably led people to America in the first place. Yeah, and we're gonna find the best spot. It's over there. Keep going, you know. And then they find the spot. All right. You, you ever see like an old homestead area? You know what a homestead is. I've, um, in Montana, we um, we came across these houses that were set up back when uh, on um, the the Missouri breaks in Montana, mm-hmm. the river. I love Montana. Well, do you know those? Uh, you ever see those really old structures that are up there that are just rotted out from Mm-mm. like the eighteen hundreds and shit? Mm-mm. Well, people they would give them plots of land and they would let them homestead. So, like, say, hey, you know, if you stay here, if you could stay here for X amount of time, you can you get to keep this land. Hmm. So people go out there and try, and some of them didn't succeed. They failed. Wow. And, yeah, and you you get to physically touch. You can get out of your car, or you get out of your boat, rather, walk along the uh, shore and go up and put your hand on this building that was built by some guy who took a chance and didn't make it. Wow. He took a chance, and he came over from the East Coast or somewhere, mm-hmm. somewhere east, Made it all the way out to Montana, took a patch of land, and died out there. And you could find that little house. And maybe sometimes there's a little cemetery there, too, where the people that used to live there are buried. And do you think he feels any differently when he died than, like, you or I feel when we die? That's a real good question. Like, does his... I wonder if his... It's a real good question. I bet everybody goes scared. It doesn't... Like, if you die in Beverly Hills, do you think it's any better than dying in the jungle? <laughs> no. No. No, it's it's ultimately what's hilarious about it all. At the end, it's a complete and total lack of control, and that's what's so terrifying to us because we we go through our lives trying the best we can to maintain as much control as possible, and Griffin. we fail almost every step of the way. And then ultimately, the only thing that we have control over is our ability to let go of control. Right. Wow. Yeah. Right. Ultimately, the only thing we really have is. This understanding that this is a temporary existence, and you're going to come to a time where the ride ends, and everybody's ride ends, and you just have to face that, yeah. and it's scary. A Midnight Rider song just popped back into my head as you're should end on that. Perfect. Theo Vaughn, you're a bad motherfucker. Always like hanging out with you at the store, so I'm glad we got a chance to do this, dude. You're a funny dude. Thank you, man. I appreciate you having me. I like this uh, this world you created in here, you know, just to think about stuff. back soon. Let's do it again, man. It's been it's a good fun. conversation. Yeah. I appreciate it. And uh, Theo Vaughn is goddamn hilarious. Have you ever seen him do stand-up? He's funny as shit. And you have a special that's coming out in June on Showtime? No, I have a special that's on Netflix right Netflix. now. That's, that's right. Yeah, um, a bunch of trolls it? attacked it when it came out, but get it out there. A bunch of trolls. Um, yeah, just some people wrote like negative articles and like had people like some subreddit people like rank it low and just stuff that just 
like kind of I kind of got attacked, you know, Ooh. virtually attacked. Was it, was it about subject matter or? I don't know what it was. Some people call me to compare me to Donald Trump. Some people don't understand satire, I guess. Oh. Or, I don't know. It just was disappointing. But go check it out on Netflix, man. I think you'll enjoy What's it. What's it called again? It's called uh, No Offense on Netflix. No Offense. Theo Vaughn, funny motherfucker. Thank you, brother. Thank Appreciate you. it, man. Thank you, Joe. Holla. See you guys. Thanks, everybody, for tuning into the podcast. And thank you to Caveman Coffee. Go to cavemancoffeeco.com and use the code word Rogan to save 10% off any of their awesome coffee. Thank you to Blue Apron. Go to Blue Apron and get your first three meals free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com forward slash Rogan. Yummy, delicious, and you cook it yourself and you can do it easy. Blueapron.com forward slash Rogan. And we're also brought to you by Lyft. You can drive with Lyft and make some fucking money. Sign up today at lyft.com, L-Y-F-T dot com forward slash Rogan. And after you complete 100 rides within 30 days, you'll get a $500 new driver bonus. That's L-Y-F-T dot com forward slash Rogan. Thank you also to Jack Threads. Go to jackthreads.com now and take advantage of their massive spring sale. All right. We're done. That's it. Uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Appreciate the fuck out of you guys. Um, I'm, I'm pumped for uh, shows this weekend in Vegas. I'm pumped for the UFC this weekend. Good times. So, see ya. And uh, that's it. Bye. Bye.